0: read the fucking story without trying to throw it to me and then making fun of me for having to pee
1: to episode 104 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Friday, October 23rd, 2020. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of Chirac, where it's still warm enough for a slip and slide, which is way better than a tubing.
0: And from America's left coast, where people have been tubing on camera since the invention of the internet, I'm Ryan Bemrose. Yeah, but it was
1: only like one frame per second back then, and it was different.
0: Uh, You know, one frame was enough if it was the right frame. (laughs) That's true. That is true. And this is why. Don't judge this, but teenage me used to tube in to an ASCII art picture of a pinup, babe.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, that was the. uh, Which was
0: all I could get at 1200 bot.
1: Right. You're like, okay, if if I uh, squint and I print this out and I back up enough, it almost looks like a person. Yeah.
0: Kind of. Well, no, not a person, a pinup, babe.
1: Right. Well, a hot person of the right. female variety. I'm guessing. I mean, I don't want to judge. I don't want to put you into any category that you might not want to be in.
0: Uh, it, you know what really bugs me? And and I wasn't even planning on bringing the Tubin story up other than it's a massive collective joke, which is, of course, funny as hell. Uh, but what blew me away about every one of the articles is how everyone who wanted to comment on this in the mainstream Suddenly, found themselves being in the position of pretending that humans don't masturbate. (laughs) They do. Wait, are we breaking news here? I the news is broken. The news has been broken for a long time, and no amount of duct tape has been able to fix that. It Mm. it, uh, people jerk off, they wank, they tube, and whatever it is you want to call it, It, it's a shaking hands with the unemployed on on both sides of the gender divide in all thirty-seven genders. Uh, people who have the physical the capability ink. to do so are going to jerk off.
1: Yeah, I would suppose I would suppose and, that's true.
0: Uh, OK, so uh, Jeffrey Tubin, fucking dumbass for doing it on camera or or for for I mean, first of all, what is it about the Zoom call that just put you in the mood?
1: Yeah, who was on that you call? Know? We want to know that nobody's gotten a list who was on this call. But
0: but, but even that I I, I I've had. I've had plenty of corporate meetings where I would literally prefer to be doing anything else. And if I weren't physically in the room, that might have even been on the list. But also, if you're going to be doing shit like that, then watch where your camera's pointed. What the hell?
1: Well, because it sounds like he actually moved the camera
0: to point it down, which then it's like, uh oh, Uh, oops. See, the impression I got was that he just closed the laptop lid, which causes the camera to pan down before it closes. I guess that's possible, too.
1: I I mean, that is not detail that's not some of the details that they've put out there which is I fine i guess this is uh i mean when yes it, there's a lot of jokes to be made but i guess this also if you want to have any serious conversation about this it changes work from home <laughs> definitely uh the concept it's a lot harder to tube in if you're in the middle of your office with other people around
0: it, it was a lot more difficult um you want I mean, this i did accomplish it a couple <laughs> times bro. <but>, oh. <laughs>
1: This is this is more breaking news on Ryan's it's, days at Microsoft. No,
0: just put this in the category. of, Yeah,
1: Microsoft stories. <laughs> it's not.
0: You are not going to get any more details than that unless you ask, and you also might have to get me drunk.
1: The with what's so the opposite of Microsoft is what macro
0: hard. I don't want to speculate. Okay, how about we do an actual story? Why that's so much fun. Um, uh, yeah, I, I get your point.
1: This is why audio only is the way to go and uh you never know what yeah. people are doing out of frame that's also the other beauty we, we, in the thing. i
0: don't even have a camera hooked up which means you can't see me rubbing my pussy during the show yes and it's a cat for anybody
1: with a dirty mind and there's a few of those <laughs> out there I, I'm i'm looking at you cold acid i'm looking at you john fletcher harry hamster i don't even know what's going on with that guy but okay if we want to talk tech i was you know my laptop i've told stories about the Dell XPS 15, oh, which is yes, that a laptop has been a saga of its own. Yeah, well, it's just never been something that I've been happy with. Yeah, one, the latency issues, which is just stupid for a current model laptop. But with that said, I mean, people have suggested all the things which I should have done from the start with the Dell, which was nuke the whole thing and start fresh. But that's a pain in the ass. Everybody understands that but we know when you get a laptop from somebody like Dell, there's a little bit of crud wear on it or a lot, depending. So I probably should have done that from day one, but it got to the point, okay, the latency issues, I kind of just came to grips with that. We talked about the Windows update issues on the laptop, which was, it just ran into the case of it stopped wanting to update. And there's nothing worse than Windows update failing because It updates in such a dramatic way, which is you go through the whole process, waste like 20 minutes while it's telling you it's updating
0: and then goes Windows wants to update. Therefore, you can't use your device.
1: No, no, that would be fine. (laughs) But when it actually goes through the process then and gets to the end, like the last bit of the process and goes, oh, crap, this didn't work. I'm going to undo that again. And that's going to take another 20 minutes.
0: And this yeah. is an endless loop. I, I said wants to. I didn't say Windows is update. I said anytime Windows wants to update, <laughs> yes. they just take your device away from you. So then I okay. found some software I, I, that would actually I control to, the
1: updates a little bit, and that worked for a brief moment. And then this started again.
0: I have to come to Microsoft Defense just barely here, and that is um, I, I, I'm sure you remember there were days before the current update experience. The current update experience is it will. You know, completely screw up your productivity. And yes, this is, I'm defending this. Um, it will completely screw up your productivity and try to apply an update. And if that doesn't work, it will back it all out and then you'll get your old system back. Time used to be it would try to update completely screw up the update. And now you have a brick in front of you, right? So this is one plus. So there is an improvement now, maybe not trying to ship crappy updates so often would be better maybe testing your shit before sending it out to all the users would be better but that's not how microsoft works these days no but
1: i decided to do a quick google search or actually it was DuckDuckGo, but i would like what can i put on this particular dell laptop because they give you an every time every year every new model of this thing even though it's an xps 15 they have different model numbers so i looked up my model number linux for whatever reason it came up with uh Xubuntu, however you say that so uh, you know ubuntu with an x in front of it and i'm like okay uh, i've always called it zubuntu zubuntu so i decided sure let's try that because from what i read it's like this just works with third party drivers and everything installed out of the box everything's gonna be great so i downloaded that put it on a usb drive nuked my whole system which I was going to do anyway, to be fair, because I wanted a fresh install of Windows when all was said and done, if this didn't work. But I went through the process, very similar process to me, Windows and Linux, because Linux, it booted up fine in the, you know, the little the safe mode when they you're just going into your trial mode before installing, you know, the live CD type thing and get into there, but then go into the install. It goes through the 10 minutes or whatever it was of install, and the last thing it does is it goes, ah, failed. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to Windows because the concept that this is just easy and you can just install it and it's just going to work out of the box, it's still not there. And this is why Linux is never going to be widely accepted outside of the circles of the techies.
0: But I heard that it was going to be the year of Linux on the desktop.
1: Yeah. in Like 1987 or something. When did that start? It was pretty early. Oh, on.
0: Was pretty much every year that. I've Yeah.
1: You know, and this uh, is I why think the
0: first time I heard it was about 96. But yeah, pretty much. And this uh, is exactly you know, the only why. thing that would have made the capstone of that story even better would be if you finally threw up your hands and went, I'm going to go put windows back on and windows failed to install. No, it went perfectly, which oh, I was surprised. See, <laughs> see, what? What a shaggy dog story i know i know if you're gonna commit to if you're gonna fail fucking commit to it
1: yeah i mean it went uh went without a hitch the fresh install of windows 10 and it went through and grabbed all the updates without a hitch so i think maybe being without some of the dell bloatware is a plus Uh, all the drivers and everything seem to be you know seems to work so
0: you want to get into some censorship Sure. Who are we censoring today? uh Progo. Um. Well, I pretty much everybody who doesn't agree with what Facebook, Apple, Sony, Google, and Discord want to say.
1: Well, you know they're not publishers. They're very clear. They're just letting. So, yeah. <laughs> so I've been told. Yeah. By them.
0: They're they're, they're non publishers who've been hiding behind Section two thirty for a while. And while I'm generally not a fan of government action as a. Uh, as, as a remedy to something that the government screwed up initially, um, it, it is I, I'm not sure that the the policy of trying to further regulate social media and the Internet is going to end up in a good place. But as long as it's inevitable, you might as well enjoy the ride and watching these companies squirm under the Justice Department, telling them that they, you know, screw you, we're you know going to start regulating. I don't know. I, uh, you know, there's also in the capture regulatory capture environment, a lot of these companies like Facebook would absolutely love if the entire Facebook industry were regulated because that means they can never get any competition, which is a problem. But uh, the specific stories that I uh, came up with was uh, if I, I'm going to go through a rundown really quick. Um, Facebook banned a, uh, a censorship protest group. Um, who was protesting the state governor lockdown. Uh, Facebook banned uh, a group that was putting out information that masks should not be needed. Uh, Apple orders Telegram to censor in-app content or be booted from the App Store. Um, uh, Interesting thing about Apple is that the app developers aren't even allowed to tell their users that the content is being censored on Apple's request. Nice. Uh, Sony... Is now listening to PlayStation chat recordings uh, for quote safety and moderation. So if you get into a Call of Duty game on PlayStation now um, and you, you know, if if you're that 13 year old who tells everybody that you kill that you're going to fuck their grandma's corpse, (laughs) um, Sony now reserves the right to moderate that. There's no opting out of that. Um, So whatever, you know, I. Wow. Life imitating art.
1: There's no question. (laughs) Did you? I mean, if you followed the series Silicon Valley, there was uh, one of the story arcs was they were working with a company that had one of the big games, you know, like the Call of Duty type games. And what they were doing was leaving the microphones open at all times, even when people thought they were muted and recording everything (laughs) and then using it to blackmail people. And this is exactly what's going to happen in our
0: world. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. All I'm saying is, if if you think that your chatting on this platform is is somehow private, no, it's it is. You know, your your one on one Animal Crossing game or whatever is now private between you and your best friend and the content moderation group at Sony. I don't think Animal Crossing is on Sony, is it? Ah, Fuck, I know. Don't care. (laughs) Uh Google has de the Mises Institute there uh when a new algorithm got pushed out uh Mises which uh Adam recently uh popularized as the word Mises Adam Curry of no agenda fame yes Adam Curry um Mises traffic from Google went down 75% overnight uh which uh, admittedly Google doesn't talk about when they push algorithm changes and and start to d rank and d list conservative sites they never mentioned that but it's pretty i mean you you can infer when traffic from google goes down 75 percent, right um i actually like the mises story on this one where they said we knew this was going to happen because google wants centralized control and we recommend market solutions and centralized control cannot handle the kind of truth that we're putting out well this
1: was all Which is again- true. if if in silicon valley there's a great big story arc of hooli which is the google of that you know fictional world and they're like well of course we want to block our com- the competition they're doing the same thing we are so uh it's, it's a very dangerous thing when these worlds start um overlapping you know we're google again if they were just a search engine company that would be one thing but they're an advertiser they're providing you with all sorts of different things and they have a lot of competition or do they because everybody goes to Google more or less. I mean, I don't. I go to Duck Duck Go, but a majority of people go to Google, and they type something in. Even doing like news searches for the show, it's really interesting, and it's going to be skewed. Even if we're looking to be fair and balanced, if we can steal that old Fox News thing, if we want to do a fair and balanced podcast, and we look up something like one of the stories on the docket today of PayPal and Bitcoin, and you type in PayPal Bitcoin, the Google people are the ones that decide which articles you see. And that's dangerous.
0: Another, another fun thing about the Mises uh, story was that they actually did. They did some probing on uh, some of the topics that they've covered as a, uh, you know, they, they focus primarily on uh, the economic models of uh, of freedom, capitalism, that sort of thing, which, you know, gets them labeled as radicals in a lot of circles. Um, but they are the only place where you can get certain types of stories. So they went and started searching those stories and they stopped. Find- Google stopped displaying Mises as the place to get stories on whatever topic. Instead, the Mises was like the eighth or 10th search result. And all of the ones above it were other outlets reprinting the Mises story.
1: <laughs> oh, so that must be the best search results they could find with their algorithms. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Well, it does. Uh,
0: it it totally does. If your goal is to push people away from sites that you that spread what you consider to be misinformation, where, you know, rational economic theories are apparently misinformation now.
1: Well, that is the biggest problem with social media, and it's been a constant topic here on Grumpy Old Ben's, which is these companies, Facebook, the Twitters and all them. Now, they're trying to use things, which is why this Section 230 has been talked about so much because they believe they're acting or that's their story. Anyway, they're acting within the law because they're just removing dangerous content. harmful and, and, well, they content. they are.
0: They are acting within the law. It was a couple episodes ago. I read the law on this show where it says they may censor things that are, you know, that that are porn, that are obscene, that are, you know, this category, this category or anything else which is effectively how the law is written. And the anything else means that they can get protections under the law, or at least they can argue this, no matter what they censor.
1: And you would have a group of actual doctors who have degrees, who are accredited, uh, seem to know what they're talking about, that come out and say something dangerous like, you know, we think masks not only don't help keep you from getting this disease, but they actually might be dangerous.
0: And of yeah, course, we you know, have to hide all- that. It's almost defensible for Google to be picking and choosing exactly which doctors they think are misinformation or which doctors are credible. The thing that blows me away even more was uh and i I don't know if this was google google facebook twitter they're they're all you know you 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 you, face is the new name I'm gonna give for all of the, um, <laughs> the <laughs> all of Write these that down, folks yeah <laughs> all of these i I don't know they they, they're they all kind of the same company in terms of how they're acting in lockstep, but uh, yes, they're going out and, and cherry picking there, you know, some, and by the way, not a doctor making this decision. It's probably some woke Google employee making this decision or, or having the algo make the decision based on their biases, but they're cherry picking. This doctor is credible. And this doctor is not based on no information at all, but they're Google. So they get to push that. Um, But what blows me away even more was when, uh, actually, I want to say it was Facebook this time, um, started blocking links to the CDC story where they had switched and said you shouldn't be wearing masks. Right. Uh, The CDC were the pinnacle of truth only a couple months ago when they said that you should cower in place, you know, slave citizen. But now that they're saying maybe not all of this is right, suddenly they're they're no they no longer have any idea what they're talking about. It's the same people.
1: We well, haven't yeah, they changed their mind and they're not agreeing with the WHO anymore. So they're now going to be evil.
0: And uh, even the WHO was saying, you know, the lockdowns might not be the best idea ever.
1: Misinformation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. It's all a misinformation.
0: It's, uh, and. and, and I mean the the narrative that we should all just be scared in place permanently forever it has. We've always known here, you know, here on this show and our experts have always known that 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 narrative has no basis in reality or or science or facts. But at this point, even the the flimsy ties to science and facts like CDC and WHO that the propaganda companies have been using are now just being severed and they're just letting the story go on its own. It's like, well, um, this is the narrative and this is what you should believe because we say so and forget science. That's not important anymore.
1: Well, yeah, it's the Democratic rally cry. Joe Biden, I will listen to the scientist. Trump did a really good job on that particular topic last night on the debate because he pointed out and I think even said at one point, go back and listen to I think he has a video up. You know, the campaign has a video up because he's taken all this crap from, oh, yeah, he's had a bunch of people died because he didn't listen to the scientists. And he's like, well, uh, Anthony Fauci in January said this was going to be no big deal. Anthony Fauci back in February, I think it was said, don't wear masks. People shouldn't be walking around wearing masks. Anthony Fauci said this, this and this and everything that they were blasting Trump for not listening to the scientists. He has a quote from Fauci saying exactly what he said. So it sounds like he was listening to the scientists maybe he was and, listening to and, the wrong guy
0: and if if there's one thing that i can fault trump for it was doing the listen to the science people yes too much uh especially when uh it, it specifically um the the scientists people are listening to were you know epidemiologists and virologists and and doctors and they are necessarily going to have the opinion that. Viruses are bad, and we should protect ourselves. And that is true. We should protect ourselves from the virus. However, when making policy decisions, you—Trump is the president. He's not a virologist. He needs to consider more than just the doctors. And that's—that's that's the place where all of the you know Biden listened to the science, and or or you know the right shut and, it down. I I made the mistake of of, of wading into Reddit again this fucking week, and it it has gotten me just angry beyond belief about some of the idiocy that I've seen in humanity. And I need to I need to delete that site. But unfortunately, I can't reach into their servers.
1: I was going to say, can you do you have the ability to delete Reddit? I mean, is this the,
0: the number of people on there who, you know, the the clarion call? It's one of the things that you hear over and over again from naive people is you just have to trust scientists. And well, first of all, what scientists, but when somebody says, you know, I am a virologist and the most important thing in the world is the virus and nothing else matters. Well, okay. That's like your opinion, man. Uh, and more importantly, it's, it's your area of expertise and everybody has an urge to be important. But what about the economists who Pretty much from the very beginning, from back in February and March, we're saying, um, well, uh, we accept that a virus might cause some problems. But if you lock us all down, there will be a lot of problems. And here's those. And funny, they're also practicing science, some of them, and yeah. nobody's listening to a single economist during all these lockdowns. They're just, ah, fuck the economy. We don't need it.
1: Well, isn't it amazing that that isn't making the mainstream media? I mean, we understand why, but the th- stories like suicides are way up and depression is way up and people wanting, yeah. you know to get themselves some Xanax and stuff like that way up it's because
0: policymakers are listening to epidemiologists and making policy based on exactly one opinion and exactly one set of risks. And it turns out that life is full of a lot more risks than just a virus.
1: Yeah. And if and- the media had any kind of honesty to it, They would be like, hey, you know what? On day one, people said we were going to have three million dead by now, and we only have 200,000. This should be a good thing.
0: Yeah, but you started that sentence with the premise that the the media could be truthful or or honorable or ethical. And we know that doesn't
1: happen. That is out the door. That is out the door. So
0: anyways, in, in my classic burying the lead style, I had one more company that uh, has started censoring things. And I say started because uh, I have to give them a little bit of props and a little bit of applause for resisting the urge up until this point. But Discord has started censoring communities, servers. They call them servers. Um, specifically, uh, there was a community called Ice Age Farmer. Uh, according to the description of the community, It's dedicated to, quote, gardening, preps, seed saving, canning, alternative construction and greenhouse channels. Ooh, dangerous. It's a prepper site.
1: Yeah. Dangerous stuff.
0: It it, it is. It's it's an end of the world prepper site is what I the impression that I get reading between the lines. You know, that's fine. And they I've never been there. I haven't even seen any. You know, I can't look at anything from there anymore. Um for all i know they were uh, you know end of the world whack job flat earthers i i don't know but that doesn't matter you remember um, a year they, what,
1: ago that all the people that had like 6 months of food in their basement everybody made fun of them and and then
0: covid yeah <laughs> and and now uh you know it sure helps to know where know some of those people and have have made friends with them doesn't it uh
1: huh yeah <laughs> they, have, they have all that food um, and ammo those crazy people so,
0: I'm not going to say that somebody who's prepping for the end of the world or or at least a protracted civil war, wherein the economy is completely fucked and all the stores closed down. Got stories on that one later, too. uh, I'm not going to say that those preppers are wrong. What I am going to say is that Discord is wrong for shutting them down. They they use the old bromide to use a term from John C. Dvorak uh, of this site was banned for spreading misinformation. Oh man!
1: Come so, on.
0: Apparently, some policy wanker at Discord is now also an arbiter of misinformation. Well, wow, I felt like Joe Biden and, there. Come on, man. So why is this troubling? Well, all Discord communities are by default invite only. They're they're not spreading misinformation. If if you go there, it's because the information that they're spreading is something you want. You're not allowed to have that opinion. Well. So I, I put this one in the category of, I told you so, because, uh, it, you know, very early on in the beginning of this show, I remember talking about discord, you know, I, I think it was one of the times when we were pondering discord versus Zencaster. Uh, I don't think clean feed was on our radar yet, but, um, and I, I had mentioned, I said, you know, discord, um, they are doing a pretty good job of providing these communities Um, They're not censoring people, and uh, it looks like they're just letting people go and do their own thing. And I had to give them props for that. But I said at the time, I said, however, they are closed source. They are controlled by one Silicon Valley company. The question is not if they're going to start censoring things. It's when. Uh, And the one other thing I want to call out on this was I uh, this was long before grumpy old Ben's with a thing but I had a conversation with Graham, uh, not Graham with Darren from gray America, uh, when they were talking about moving their chat rooms and they were looking for, uh, where can we go? What can we do, uh, to bring our community in? And they ended up settling on discord. And I told him, I said, uh, they, they look like a pretty good choice right now. And you've got a lot of features on that platform. But I said, uh, if you'd like um, we can set you up with all the services you need at zero node IRC because that one can't be canceled. It is an open protocol. It's open. Everything uh, discord. I, what was it Two, three, three years ago. Maybe I said, you know, discord will eventually fuck you because you are a conspiracy podcast and Silicon Valley can't abide that. And So I'm going to call it right now, counting down the days until Discord starts spreading the bans to more and more communities for misinformation, because I guarantee if they think that a group of seed preppers is misinformation, then the Grimerica server is gone.
1: Well, yeah, your community gone with the push of a button and it's not under your control. Not
0: a good idea. And, and, And it's not like you can just download the mailing list and, and post bring your community somewhere else. If, if you were on discord and you are the kind of people that they might consider misinformation, you had better con- set up something alternate. Now contact everybody, tell them all to go because you're, you're going to be disconnected from your community. Now, if if you're a podcast, you can at least, you know, you, Oh, God, we were suddenly disconnected and we had no idea because we didn't listen to Grumpy Old Benz three weeks ago. Right. Um, you, you can at least tell people on your podcast, OK, we got disconnected, but here's the new contact information. Here's where you go next. Yeah. Set up a talks
1: uh, community, man. Tox It's completely
0: decentralized. If, if the only way that you have to communicate with your people is over discord, you'd better start setting up something else now because uh, like uh, and. <clears throat> I I still have more respect for Discord than I do with a lot of Silicon Valley companies. But like every Silicon Valley company, eventually they will give in to the urge to censor you and shut down communities who don't agree with their ideology. It's just in Silicon Valley DNA. It's what they do. I mean, it is amazing
1: again, and we've talked about this multiple times, but it still blows my mind that the Internet, which was supposed to be the haven for free speech, is becoming anything
0: but. It is. It, it still is. If you can find an open community, is that uh, it, is that easy pretty, at this point? Well, there's a reason why IRC, which is one of the most obtuse and difficult to deal with protocols ever, right? Especially then, void zero. Uh, screw that guy. He put in the help text for getting into the No-J- NoJeta troll room. He put, if you have any trouble, contact Sir Bemrose.
1: <laughs> you get a few of those now. Fuck. <laughs>
0: and it's because IRC is really not that easy to work with and i i've gotten pretty damn good my psychic debugging skills somebody's like uh i'm having trouble entering it won't accept my email it keeps telling me my email is invalid i'm like okay then remove the brackets around the email because i uh, you know way back in the day the command line uh, you know you, you remember command line help files where the convention was like it, it, because the the usage line which would tell you what the command line would accept Always had some special characters in it, like a pipe character meant the thing on the left or the thing on the right, and uh, it was the angle brackets around a term meant that this is a description of the term and not the literal text you need to type. So if it said angle brackets and user, you needed to replace that with your username, right? And everybody who did command line back in the eighties and nineties understood what that meant. It was just a a command line grammar that you used on everything. But people coming new to IRC now are looking at this and going, oh, I need to put angle brackets around my email address. No, no, you don't. In fact, you need to not put angle brackets around your email address or it'll reject it. So that's probably the most common problem I see. The other one is people copying out of the email that they get uh, the whole line. And the line has a space at the beginning
1: just to fuck with
0: it. And that space causes the IRC to interpret it as a message. And they paste it into the no agenda chat room. Everybody sees a uh, space followed by slash Nick serve confirm and a con- confirmation code. That is a good way to know who's new though. It, it works. <laughs> it does. Uh, old technology. My, point is, my, my point is IRC is an obtuse technology that we should have replaced and got rid of a long, long time ago. Why? And another fine example of that is email, which is a uh, really feature poor compared to a lot of you know, slack or a, a lot of these new technologies that have a company really pushing it well why are the companies really pushing it because they fully control the protocol and while that might be its greatest strength because you get people who are being paid to make it more user-friendly it's also its greatest disadvantage because if one company fully controls the protocol then not only can you know i mean the whole reason they do that is so they can monetize the protocol they want to they want to monetize the network, to use a term from from Adam Curry, uh, but they also have the ability to censor it. And I think what we're learning about Silicon Valley in general is that anytime a tech company has the ability to censor something, they will act on that and they will use it.
1: Is there really anything you need beyond text, though? I mean, IRC, for as old as it is, for text-based information chatting, Works really well because for me, with the stuff, even like Discord, which I've only used very briefly, but you know, all the stuff where people are just dragging in images and all this kind of stuff, it's like it gets to be annoying. I mean, I go back to Twitter in the old days when Twitter was literally just text. I thought it worked a lot better, but I understand everybody's like, "Oh no, we got to add this, we got to add this, we got to add this." Where IRC has just sat there now for how many years? But you know what? It doesn't crash. It works the way it's supposed to. I mean, it takes, there's a learning curve to it, but it works. It's almost bulletproof. Well,
0: you, you can take this. If you want, you can take the blame all the way back to the invention of the graphical user interface. And it, for my part, uh, my primary, like I never use the start menu. What I do is I launch uh, an, a, a console, a command window, uh, PowerShell, and I launch everything from that because I just know my directory structure. But, Nerd. i'm really yeah really uncommon uh the world is interested in multimedia uh, which such an antiquated term multimedia just means more than one format but that's what people gravitate toward and it, i mean to an extent it makes sense humans are visual uh just text is i mean it was the interface we used with books and all human knowledge for years right. and years Seemed but to work when we can put pictures in and we did I, I i don't know when you can put pictures in then then it people want pictures uh and IRC does not support pictures well even if it's um, ascii art if, i i've seen that um there there were some bots they drove me away from the sewer chat channel for a while um not quite what i'm going for uh oh and one other thing uh cold acid says uh Bemrose IRC isn't difficult to deal with at all uh with all due respect cold acid you're a coder and your opinion on usability it needs to be disregarded.
1: And if you're not in the troll room when we do these shows live, noagendastream.com, where you too can harass Ryan during the show or tell me how good I'm doing. That's usually how it goes. But I mean, old technology, there's nothing wrong with old technology. There is nothing wrong with talks, and there is, you can do all the pictures and video chats and all this stuff. For a community, I think Tox makes more sense. I mean, I tried using it just as an individual, but unless you can get the people that you talk to and communicate with to use it, not going to work. But you can set up a community on Tox and you can have like a little group chat room, which will act very similar to an IRC chat, but be completely decentralized, be completely encrypted. Nobody can see what's going on. And then you can also engage with you know audio chats video chats whatever you want with the people in the community and it's all without the big bad government or the big bad silicon valley company monitoring everything so it's a
0: plus the last time that that you brought up talks i actually went out and made an attempt to research it and uh, i just want to share this little gem um I, i don't think it's probably true now um but the One of the top results that I found that tries to describe what talks is called it a right wing tool for misinformation. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is anything. And I feel like that's that's every tool that doesn't actively censor. things.
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly it. It's the same thing with the no agenda social or a bunch of other Mastodon uh, instances or Pleroma instances, which are little social media instances that talk to each other. For those who don't know what the Federation is, go look it up. But the there's a list of these servers that people want to block. And one of the main reasons people give for blocking this stuff is it's a free speech zone. And I'm like, yes, what? This is the reason to block is because it's a free speech zone. What the hell has happened to the people of Earth that they would rather have things censored Rather, things are kept from them. Rather, their because freedoms are taken away. Why?
0: Freedom of speech is incompatible with a safe space. The world is, is why not a time, safe space. No, the world is not. No, no there, there are no safe spaces. I mean, it, that's the beauty of this thing we're
1: doing, man. This is the beauty of life is that everybody comes in and everybody goes out. Nobody gets out alive. You have a certain amount of time here you make the most of it and to have to deal with these kind of asshats that are censoring and not allowing you your free speech, your creativity. I mean, it's ridiculous because a lot of things that are really big teaching tools would be considered racist. I mean, I don't know. I would rather be able to watch a movie about the KKK lynching somebody and be like, dude, that's horrible. These people did this. These people are assholes. Rather than it, like, it, oh, no, we can't show this kind of violent content. It's dangerous. No, what's dangerous is hiding the fact that
0: people are assholes. It, it, it is horrible. And there's there's also certain things out there like uh, gore videos or, uh, you know, certain types of porn or things like that. There's a, there are content. I don't categories want to see or, Al Gore porn or anime. I
1: don't want to see Al gore there anime are content either.
0: categories that I will just not watch.
1: Yeah, it gets a little.
0: My big thing is it needs to be my decision whether or not I can watch that. Not yours. You're not my fucking mom. I don't even let my mom make that decision for me. Nor do you tell her what you're watching. No, not if I could avoid it. She'll just judge me. Where do you think I learned it? Exactly. Uh, I had a, I had a reply, uh quote the other day. Uh, somebody came on and, uh, uh, it was, it was a relatively new person to No agenda social said, uh, uh, something about you know, posted a story, something about Tucker Carlson, whatever. Um, and says, "Fuck these assholes." Wait, can I say that on any social? I'm sorry if I offended anyone. <laughs>
1: and, You're like, I'm offended by you saying, "Did I offend anyone?" Well, oh, no
0: my my response was, and and I'm going to read it because, of course, I think everything I say on there is really profound. Um, one of the characteristics of a platform that supports freedom of speech is that yes, you can say it. And while you have every right to be sorry, if you decide the platform does not care if you offend anyone. True. It exists on its own. And
1: the self censoring is the biggest issue with this because we are having a the next generation of kids growing up. The kids now in anything college and below are being brought up to not express themselves because what you say, that is that is
0: an inevitable result of of uh, uh constant surveillance that was the entire theory behind the panopticon which was the you know that great idea for a prison where you only need one prison guard because he can look at anybody at any time so everybody has to assume they're being watched and will check their own behavior that's such a great idea until it's an idea from like 1850 uh-huh uh you know some german came up with it was like this is efficient we don't only have to hire one guard efficiency is good but the lack of And they didn't have cameras back then so what they had was uh, all of the prison cells around the outside of a, a cylinder and the one guard in the middle with uh, opaque glass that can only only see out so you'd never yet you the trick was you had to never know which direction the guard was looking right you always
1: assumed you were being watched. I mean, now you actually are, which is a fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: Part. Well, now we have AI, so that one guard can look everywhere at all times.
1: Well, yeah. If it notices the right thing, you get an alert. Boom, and there's the proof.
0: But- oh, but anyway, the you, and you you kind of called this the last thing I had on the Discord story is uh, if you are interested in finding an alternative to Discord that is has relatively the same amount of features it doesn't have some things like uh you know way too fucking many emoticons or right. you know, i'm sorry emoji that <laughs> right. you you know you you can you can pay actual money to discord and get more emoji uh um wait is that really one of some the some ways of the they monetize stuff, this i was going to recommend uh for if if you want uh to a place to move a community where you still have a, a, a lot of communication options then you could do a lot worse than a fediverse server yeah i
1: mean do we need one i mean for like 10 bucks a month we could have like you know
0: com. i mean we are kind of stealing the no agenda one quite successfully but maybe
1: <laughs> right So that's kind of what my you know even with the chat rooms i know you know nick the Rat, hog story a lot of the other shows that are on the no agenda stream have their own chat rooms and we just all our people just hang out in the no agenda room i mean i don't know it seems like uh, splintering things has never been
0: something that has made sense to me and when oh, you the s- service is already there and i mean we've already stolen half the audience yeah well, so i mean half there, would be nice yeah so i would take
1: like a tenth of the no agenda yeah. audience and uh i mean i did think it was great if people want to You know, help me with all the hard drives and all the music and everything we're doing for the rock and roll pre-show. When Adam came into the troll room before yesterday's no agenda, because we do the rock and roll pre-show two hours before playing some great bootleg music, uh, sir, Scandinavian. First thing Adam comes in, he's like, Darren O needs a raise, man. And Adam shot back immediately Then donate more directly to him. And I'm like, okay, I need a link. I need a link for the rock and roll pre-show, but this is how the world works. This is the new thing. We don't need sponsors. We don't need to worry about any corporate entities. You can just do everything on your own. It's a community. It's like, yeah, we can have another chat room. But why? I mean, we're doing the show live in the no agenda stream. Why should we be like, well, go to zero. No, then go to grumpy old Ben's. Just go to just go to hashtag no agenda where everybody's already at anyway. And the same thing with the Mastodon server. I mean, would it be nice? I mean, it would be more of a ego stroke than are. anything else for us to be like, "Hey, yeah, we have our own Mastodon server." But what would I, it really get us
0: uh, our own Mastodon server, right?
1: And what would and, that? And, re-
0: and maybe a more a more realistic uh picture of what size our audience actually is, which honestly could only be depressing.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's a big audience, but it's not huge yet. I mean, we need to go from big to huge. So everybody. Tell a friend about grumpy old Benz this week. Um, Don't hit him in the mouth. Kick him in the crotch. I think that's what we're looking for to to get noticed. Tell him grumpy old Benz is the place you want to be. If you want to hear ornery guys talking about the news and bitching about the way things used to be better.
0: So I want to say I want to just mention that right before the show, you did totally jinx us. uh, Uh, Why? I, I don't I don't know if you noticed while you were talking but uh the interruption suddenly stopped because clean feed dumped me it
1: did see i didn't even notice but you came back
0: i i came back because i realized that you you stopped talking very like mid-sentence and i'm like darren doesn't do that without a sarcastic comment right and then so i I refreshed the page and had to force a reconnection and you know clean feed man i mean they turn the internet off and turn it back on
1: yeah they died for a brief moment while i was just sitting in the uh in, in the waiting mode before Ryan even connected, because that's part of my whole thing in the morning when we're doing grumpy old Ben's is right about the time I'm jumping on the stream, which is like an hour before the show starts. Normally, I connect clean feed and then go about doing everything else that I need to do. And
0: you don't post the link until 15 minutes before the show, though. I know
1: you're not awake. I mean, I can. OK, I'll start putting the link in immediately and we'll okay.
0: see. I'm, I'm usually doing research. Usually. I have 170 lines of notes for this show. That's a lot of notes. It is a lot. I know. There's no way we're going to get to it all. I don't care.
1: And we've been happy with Clean Feed, so we'll see how they go. No no service is perfect. I'm wondering if this has anything to do because the first thing I got when I logged into Clean Feed, which is at cleanfeed.net for all you podcasters out there, it is a much better audio signal
0: than Skype. The first thing I got makes Adam sound good on the agenda, dude. I swear. Did you listen to Adam sound good?
1: Yes. Adam does. Well, Adam and I have the audio bug. I mean, we're kind of anal retentive. I think when it comes to wanting the best possible audio, I mean, even if no matter what it takes, you're going to go the extra mile to get it done. Did you hear the episode of John C. Dvorak on who are these podcasts? You maybe probably listen live or I
0: did. He sounded like he was talking on a cell phone in a busy subway tunnel or something.
1: Yes. I'm like, what the hell? I don't get it. I don't get it. And then Mo Fax sounded the same way, it, even worse when he was on Hotep Jesus. It's like, so two guys, when they talk to Adam Curry, they sound yeah, like it they're, really
0: highlights how much work Adam does to make it sound good. Yes. And I have to feel, I really feel for Adam because the one problem that no agenda still has every single show is bounce back through John's desktop speakers. <laughs> so if Adam is it's at certain frequencies, which are, are hard to filter Uh, if Adam is speaking or if he's playing a clip with people at a certain, at certain frequencies, you will always hear an echo bounce back, which is the portion coming out of John's desktop speakers and going into the microphone that Adam can't filter out with the noise gate. And I've heard him turn it off and it's fucking awful when he turns the noise gate off because you hear two Adams. But so I, I, I'm impressed with the way Adam's able to do it, but. Man, you know what? if you're gonna podcast, don't use desktop speakers,
1: yeah, use cans. that is the preferred way to go with that said. there is something built into Clean Feed to take care of that. the echo, the bounce back, but I'm betting Adam doesn't use it because it does hurt the audio quality a little, so that's never going to uh I don't think that's gonna be on the Podfathers list, but the first warning I got when I logged into Clean Feed today was they're doing system maintenance tomorrow, Ooh. so I'm wondering if something is uh a miss in you think their system they might
0: be doing system maintenance right now <laughs>
1: maybe maybe they started early or there's a really good reason for them to be doing system maintenance and uh, so i'm glad we don't use it to record and this is for again i know sir seat sitter because he's using an old version of windows like you do he can't do what windows 10 can do with the browser
0: working version of windows probably yes yeah
1: but then he has to pay like the 22 bucks a month for clean feed to do what I can do for free in windows 10. So I mean, it windows Ten's paying for itself. Well, right. Yeah. But the,
0: how, how many, how many months of clean feed does it take to pay off a of motu? Um, well, let's see $22. And then
1: you divide that into like 600. So, uh, no, I mean, a couple
0: of years. Yeah. So it really
1: depends on how long you think your podcast is going to last. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And if you're like, sir, <laughs> met you. Over at Maps with Matt, I still miss hearing that crazy French-Canadian guy's voice.
0: Have you ever considered that you're, you're picking on him a little too
1: much? He likes it. He said he likes it, so I'm oh, going to go oh, with
0: it. Okay. Uh, then I won't get involved.
1: It's one of these things It's like when you have a trainer. I mean, if you have a physical trainer, you don't want him to be like, hey, Ryan, you're doing good. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, is, that, that, that three, is that your third donut of the day? That's fine. No, you want the guy to be like, hey, get on the bike, ride harder. No,
0: that works sometimes tough love how do you feel about talking about how fucked up schools are these days
1: are are kids even in school i mean are we talking about actual (laughs) physically being in school are we talking about the zoom calls with the nude parents Uh, in the background what are we talking about
0: uh for example um the uh walton central school district uh from walton new york um and and this i i don't know if i have permission to use it but somebody posted it on no agenda social which technically is public. Um, and so I'm going to use it anyway, but it was, it was just a picture of a letter sent to parents, um, that says, uh, let's see, uh, the New York state department of health released new guidelines. And so the school district beginning today has decided to adopt the following policy. If a student is absent for over 48 hours, he or she is considered to be COVID positive for the purpose of returning to school. Except if the school has a medical note that the absence is non COVID related. Additionally, the Department of Health must be alerted of the individual.
1: <laughs> in brother, other baby. words,
0: apparently, New York doesn't have enough cases, and so this particular school district. And 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 I checked. Uh, I did actually check with the uh, New York State Department of Health, and I read all of their guidance that came out in the last three weeks. Which, by the way, there's a lot of it. My God, those people are busy putting out bad advice. Um, But they didn't say anything about treating absences as covid patients. So I think this is just the school district, but it is one of the most ridiculous things I've seen all week. And so, yeah, the, the way this works is if your student misses two days of school, they will automatically call it a covid case and report it to the Department of Health.
1: Well, I mean, that makes sense, because, I mean, really, why would children possibly stay home from school sick? I mean, it could be a stomach ache, which could be COVID, could be a headache, which could be COVID, could be a cough, could be COVID, they, they could, could be, be a fever, hooky and could staying be COVID. Home yeah, well, they could, well, see, that is not COVID. The Tubin thing <laughs> and the beauty of it, See, yeah, I guess you can do the Tubin thing every other day. You just have to go to school. And not break that forty-eight <laughs> hour thing. I mean, and who's really uh, tubing for forty-eight hours in a row?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Has has nobody here ever had their parents say, "Hey, you know what? We're we're gonna we need to go visit grandma or something, and we're gonna, you know, you're just gonna miss the next two days So t- talk to your teachers." Is that not a thing? I think it a, is. You know, a parent, by the way, it said a doctor's note, a medical note, a parent's note is not good enough. The parent cannot call up the school and say. Hey, uh, you know, little Jimmy is, uh, a little, my, my little tubing is missing school for the next two days and I need you to, you know, just excuse him. And can you have the teacher just send the homework that we need to review? No, that is not good enough. A parent can't do that. It has to be a medical note because otherwise you'd be like, yeah, we're just going to the beach this weekend or we, you know, this Thursday and Friday, whatever. And they will say, okay, then we'll go ahead and mark you down as COVID. What?
1: Sure. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I know when I was in high school, the all boys Catholic high school here in Chirac in the handbook, it very specifically said under, you know, the absences and all this under that section, it said, and no, White Sox opening day is not a verified reason to miss school. My parents thought otherwise. So I mean, (laughs) there's that, you know, so you can make the rules, but that's parents still get to decide.
0: And, you know, parents are not being allowed to decide. There's I mean, they should the, be. the number if, if well. And this is this is a, a this is an idea straight out of Marxism, which is that uh, parents are the enemy. The nuclear family is the enemy. And if you can get the state to raise the child, then you can raise them as good little communists. Well, you know, and, Hillary
1: Clinton told us it takes a village, Ryan.
0: Yes. Well, it, it might take a. Uh, a village to raise a child, but it takes a Viking child to raise a village.
1: (laughs) Raise raise a lot of village
0: idiots. You can, I mean, you can raise a lot of villages if you have the right group of Vikings. That's true. Um, So I I appreciate that there are a lot of parents who are not in a situation where it's easy or convenient to make this change. But the only way out of this kind of idiocy is charter and homeschooling. Uh, And it's, it's going to, I mean, Public schools are bankrupt. And I don't mean economically. I mean they are um there there's been evidence for years and years that they are an inferior source of education. And now the costs of letting the state control your kids' education is starting to significantly outweigh the benefits. And so, like I said, I, I understand that a lot of parents are not in this situation, but just consider coming up with some method of uh, uh, at least for as long as this retardation of of homeschooling or you know trying to do remote learning for people who don't want to as long as that's lasting at least consider hey you know what i'm just going to not give the state power over my kids education i'm going to take that control cuz your kid is going to be far better off and If enough people do that, it might also say it's in the message to the state going, we don't like what you're doing, because right now they're just sucking up tax money and feeding it to teachers, unions and administrators and not really delivering anything of use to your kids. Not over, not over remote, not over. uh, Yeah, well, it's again, it's it's
1: a part of the new world order, because parents, as anybody living in today's society, think about. How much of the stuff that you pawn off on somebody else? In this case, you expect the people that are teaching your children that when you send them off to school to actually be teaching them a curriculum that you approve of. But most parents don't pay any attention to it. It's the same thing with the news. There's a lot of people, I'm assuming, who believe that the crap you get on ABC, NBC, CNN is actually journalism, where people go and do an unbiased job. And we all know that's not true, but I think there's a lot of people who believe that's the way it is, because, well, that's what these people do. They're journalists. They go out there and do the job for me. And nobody ever thinks to maybe vet the people doing all this stuff.
0: So as long as I'm on the school topic, um, have have you heard about the latest move? I know this made really big waves. Uh, The San Diego Unified School District. What do they do? uh, They uh, let's see. they have decided that they are going to change how grades are assigned for the purpose of combating racism because they identified that <laughs> in their school district at least that uh people of uh you know underprivileged intersectional people of you know uh, the the people that the wokists are all fawning over seem to be getting worse grades and this can't have anything to do with economic status or uh, a culture or a, no it, it has to be race so the decision by the san diego unified public school district is that teachers can no longer consider non-material factors when grading things like turning work in on time and classroom <laughs> behavior will now instead count toward a student's citizenship grade and not their academic grade
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean i never wanted to turn stuff in on time I, i'll no. tell you that and i was a white I, kid so there you go I,
0: I i i had plenty of classes where i went ahead and you know i would i would do make more effort for calculating okay uh, uh, what will happen to my grade if i just skip this assignment right uh okay then it drops me from a 96 to a 92 yeah i'm okay with that that's still an a not gonna bother doing this one <laughs>
1: Right. And this this is actually I can't see where the teachers would go along with this because this is handcuffing them from actually doing the job. The teachers that uh, are good and want to do I, the job. I
0: have to imagine that that most of the teachers being normal thinking humans probably hate this. Yeah. The the decision was was a, it was a unanimous decision by the school board. They pointed out. Um, I, I'm sure there are some teachers who are totally woke and are like. Well, yeah, because now I can just grade people based on their skin color and nothing they do otherwise. But I, I think that's still a minority of the teachers. But yeah. this
1: is this is also something that happens, which is how kids get out of high school and can't read. It's, it's, yeah, a, really, yeah. it's a
0: shame You <laughs> well, know that that goes back to my previous comment about the public schools are doing a piss poor job of 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 doing the one thing that they were originally designed to do or supposed to do or at least the thing they say they do, which is give your kids an education. They are completely failing at that. They're sucking. Yeah, I even even 25 years ago when I was in public school and I managed to escape barely, but everything useful that I learned, I did not learn by sitting there listening to some teacher drone on about things. I learned by taking the resources that were made available to me and consuming as much information from them as possible. And I know that some people will occasionally pick up a fact or piece of information by accident, but I don't think that's how our schools are designed in this country. No, and if you're going to go down that
1: if you're going to go down that rabbit hole of well, little Jimmy is black, so we can't give him an F, then little Jimmy is not going to be successful in life because part of schooling is understanding that some shit got to get done. You can't just sit on your ass all day and collect a check, although the left wants. Well, I, I was
0: going to say I it, it depends, I suppose, on on whether or not the left manages to push their agenda to the entire country, because in that case, then, yes, the darker your skin is, the less work is going to be expected from you out of society. And eventually, uh, you know, we're all going to take if if the the new racists have what they want We'll all just take the the dark skinned people and put them on pedestals and and have white slaves come and feed them grapes all day. That that sounds ridiculous. And, and it probably is. And I certainly hope it is. But I think there are people who genuinely want that kind of future out there. And these people must not be allowed to get elected president.
1: Well, yeah. And the, the raising of the minimum wage was brought up during the debate last night. And of course, Biden's all for it. I was a little disappointed. I mean, Trump did make a good point, which was the minimum wage in New York and the minimum wage, you know, in Alabama should not have to be the same thing. They're two totally different places. He did a good job differentiating the fact that in some places, fifteen bucks an hour, you're rich in another yeah. places fifteen bucks an hour. you can't buy food
0: we 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 ran into that when when in the state of Washington, which is, of course. Uh, Always ahead of most of the country in terms of of instituting terrible economic policies uh, where the state minimum wage has is actually I think we're the highest minimum wage in the country at uh, like 1525 or something. I I don't remember what exactly it is now, but I know that we're actually above what even Biden wants for the state minimum wage for Washington. And the reason, and all of the arguments were, well, you can't live in downtown Seattle on under on under fifteen dollars an hour. So we have to keep raising the minimum wage so that people can live in downtown Seattle. And like, okay, well, go live in Walla Walla or Freda right. or Moses Lake or or Pasco, Washington. And fifteen dollars an hour is a king's fucking ransom because you can get an apartment for three hundred dollars a month. It but, makes sense. It, it it's the constant tendency of people in the state of Washington to make policy based on how it is in downtown Seattle.
1: Yes. And it doesn't rely, you know, it doesn't relate well to other places. And I was wishing, I mean, obviously, Donald Trump, not a grumpy old Ben's listener, which I'm kind of depressed. I
0: thought he might be. That is unfortunate
1: because he would learn. He would learn. If, so. If much. anybody
0: has Donald Trump's ear, get him to start listening to our show.
1: Yes, he would like be, our show he Should He
0: because he would be a good
1: expert. He yes he would be the ultimate expert. I was you know I mean I'm like in my mind when they brought this up I'm like Donald Trump. I mean I would start tubing right there if Donald Trump would have said, well Joe, you know Woodrow Wilson when the minimum wage when they were talking about raising this, it was just to keep all the minorities out of the workforce, right, Joe?
0: Because that would have Biden's <laughs> head would have exploded. Uh, and, and and well, there is there's definitely an appeal in bringing up that that. Uh, argument um I, I don't like appealing to the past and saying well this is how something started and that's why it's bad well it's still uh, valid it, it though. should be
1: the concept is still valid be,
0: well to an extent but things should be judged on whether or not they're good for society now right and but it turns you out think- there's lots of there's lots of evidence that minimum wages are not good for society now either uh but the argument of uh oh something happened in in 1840 and therefore we should blame people now for it I'm going to leave that one to the Democrats. They well, love no, that I agree.
1: But I believe it's even more viable right now because of the pandemic, because of the amount of people out of work. If you raise the minimum wage right now, there is no question about it. You're hurting yeah. the people with the least amount of experience and the people who you know, would would normally and take the menial jobs.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly the reason that I still agree with you on this point, is that minimum wage was created for the purpose of crushing people based on race, socioeconomic status, et cetera. It was created to keep black people out of jobs. And I don't think that that right there is a valid argument for banning the minimum wage. But what is a valid argument for abolishing the minimum wage is the fact that it's still doing it. It's still keeping the socioeconomic minorities or the, the poor from getting jobs, the, the undereducated, the, the, the people who would be perfectly happy in, in a purely voluntary system going, I know that I don't have any work experience at all, but I'll go ahead and haul cardboard out of the back of your shop for $7 an hour right. for the next two years. Right. And this is a valuable service that the shop owner needs. The shop owner doesn't need that service for $15 an hour, but for $7 an hour, yeah, I need some cardboard hauled. And if it was a perfectly voluntary exchange, people would do it. And now the dude who was paying, you know, getting $7 an hour to haul cardboard can go to his next job and be like, I, I want $10 an hour to do something more interesting. And in case you're wondering about my work ethic, I did really well at this previous job and you can ask the shop owner the shop owner's like, yeah, I was happy with it. Shop right. owner won't be happy with him. Maybe he thinks he's getting ripped off at 15 an hour, but at seven, Hey, it, it was a good deal. That is we'll
1: pretty ahead. much exactly the example that Adam Carolla brought up. He was on Candace Owens podcast the other day and I've never seen her podcast, but I like Adam Carolla and I like Candace Owens. I don't know why I've really never watched her. It's a YouTube video thing. But I, I turned it on and watched it. It was a very interesting interview because Adam Carolla, you know, like us, is very much not politically correct. And, uh, you know, once she brought up like microaggressions to him and she's like, well, you know, you, you've probably already made like 20 microaggressions in the first 15 minutes. And Adam Carolla like, oh, only 20? I, I'd like to be a 30. So I'm going to have to pick this up a little bit. And <laughs> I mean, they were just la- I mean, it was a great back and forth between the two of them. But he made That comment when it came down to the minimum wage, he's like, You know, I got a guy that works in my shop and he really doesn't work all that hard. He's a nice enough guy. It's fine having him around to sweep up and do all that kind of stuff. He's like, But when the minimum wage keeps going up and up and up, he's like, You know, at 10 bucks an hour, I'm fine giving him 40 hours a week. He's like, Now, if it's 15 bucks an hour, he's like, You know, maybe I need to cut him back to like 25 hours a week, you know, and uh, this is what happens. And people that raise the minimum wage thinking that it's a magic wand and everybody that's currently employed at a burger joint or sweeping floors somewhere is going to keep the amount of hours they have is nuts because they're not talking to the people who are actually employing these people who
0: say I just can't afford that and and, and the the larger point here is the the overall economic point is that putting restrictions on what people can do voluntarily in every possible economic measure. Once you take away degrees of freedom in an economic model, the only thing you can possibly do to efficiency is reduce it. You cannot increase efficiency by removing degrees of freedom because the model will, uh, as long as it's based on voluntary interaction, the model will always tend toward maximum efficiency. Within the constraints you give it. Necessarily removing constraints can at worst give you the same efficiency and in every other case gives you better. Adding constraints will at best give you the same efficiency and in every other case do it worse. And the minimum wage is a great example of that, where if you let two people who are both directly involved in the economic transaction make the decision whether or not it's good, then the only way that transaction will happen, this is this is capitalism 101, the only way that a voluntary transaction can happen and will, in fact, happen, is if both sides in their own value judgments have decided that it is mutually beneficial. I will not enter a contract if I don't think it benefits me. You will not enter a contract if you don't think it benefits you. Right. And when a third party who has nothing to do with the specifics and does not understand the case and also has no dog in this hunt comes in and puts restrictions on whether or not that transaction can go by, then it can only possibly get worse. Yeah. And if you're a grown ass human
1: being and the minimum wage is 15 bucks not an hour, an ass human being. Yeah. And if, aren't you a little bit, when you look at that, you know, say you're 25 years old, whatever it is. And okay. The minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour. Then you look at a 16 year old kid and you're like, do they deserve the same minimum that i get i mean do they have the same skills do they have the same abilities you know and none of this is taken into account with these kind of really you know butcher block you know hitting with the very broad side of the bar and kind of laws like you no know, everybody has to get 15 an hour it's like what about the 16 year old kids it's their first job they're just learning i mean they're not going to be real good at what they do i mean why do they deserve 15 bucks an hour well i, I don't know
0: i, I was a ch- shitty fucking worker when I was sixteen, yeah, I was too. I uh, was
1: filling chlorine, I, man. I'm sure if I get cancer, <laughs> it's gonna be because of that that summer filling chlorine in the back of a but, pool store,
0: but I was also working in a supermarket for what was the minimum wage at the time, which I want to say was like uh, I think federal minimum wage when I was a teenager was four ten, but oh. I think. I think Washington minimum wage was still above that. So I was making five and a quarter an hour.
1: I thought you were making like $6,000 an hour because, you know, Washington.
0: No, no, that wasn't until I started contracting at Microsoft. Oh, then I went full time at Microsoft and my hourly wage ended up dropping back below minimum.
1: (laughs) Well, that's also the beauty of being um, on salary rather than hourly.
0: that's, That's what happened was my I went salaried and my yearly went up enough that i was willing to go salaried but my total number of hours nearly doubled for at least the first year uh surprise that was windows vista which was poorly mismanaged
1: wait there is a windows project that hasn't been poorly mismanaged
0: um well i i don't have any personal experience to tell me that windows 10 is mismanaged
1: And, and speaking of the year of linux and microsoft i just want to let everybody know this is some exciting news microsoft edge for linux has been released
0: Woo! I. Did I not report on that? That was that was in my notes on the uh, Ignite 2020 announcements.
1: I don't think it did. For, I don't think it came up, but I just think that's hilarious.
0: I, see, this is why people need to go to the uh, the notes URL that I post. I, I, of the things I commit you don't all of my get notes to, to GitHub. <laughs> the notes you <laughs> because, don't get yeah, to? Because at this point, I'm getting to the, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching the point where I'm I'm developing about twice as many notes as we get to during the show. See, Pro- and I'm OK with that because it gives us a, a lot of freedom about what po- what stories to talk about and how to go back and forth. You know, I'm even I'm even writing notes defensively. Like there's a couple <laughs> of stories that I have where I just straight up don't want to talk about it. But if you bring it up, <laughs> I want to be able to talk about it. You're doing research
1: late. for things you don't want to talk about. Uh, Pro- yeah, go, uh, a.k.a. Brendan Kidwell. He said you did talk about it, that it was coming soon. OK, See, I don't he's listening to you. More than I am. But that's that goes without you and I
0: don't listen to each other. Our show would suffer if we started listening to each other. Yeah, we don't want to start doing that. And uh,
1: I mean, I want your opinion on this whole PayPal and Bitcoin thing, too, because this is getting traction at least in the
0: socials. Oh,
1: you know, it's interesting because the the
0: give me the rundown because I haven't paid close attention to that one. Now fortunately it wasn't one of the stories I researched defensively.
1: What PayPal is saying is that they're going to start rolling into their system. And I really only care about this because we take money for grumpy old bens for random thoughts. It's an easy way for people to help support the show. You need to get money from point A to point B in some way. PayPal, even though they're one of these big evil companies, overall does the job fairly well without without charging, you know, massive fees, but According to PayPal, they're starting to work into their system, something where people will be able to purchase and store and pay with cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. There's people that are really up in In, arms in in a in a physical store. Well, yes, that'll be part of their Venmo app and part of being able to pay with PayPal. Now, what's the people that don't like is you can't pay bitcoin to bitcoin so if paypal if you buy some bitcoin in your paypal account when you pay somebody paypal is going to be paying them in the fiat currency now
0: to me that's a win so okay but well i mean the first thing i look at is there's there's going to be transaction fees everywhere
1: which there already is with paypal which there is with a credit card i mean i don't know what those are yet
0: yeah but that doesn't mean that that I want to middle. you know, part of the promise of Bitcoin back in 2013 or whenever it started was uh, the idea that you could have a currency with no transaction fees. And it turns out that's been exactly the opposite of the history of Bitcoin, as every single transaction is like, we'll give you, you know, 90 cents worth of Bitcoin for every dollar 50 that you spend with it, or something like that.
1: Right. And that doesn't happen anywhere. I mean, I know I mean, I was surprised. That uh, hotel Promise he has a, right. He has the Bitcoin and other crypto, where the Bitcoin any transaction is only a one dollar fee, which seems pretty decent,
0: depending on. Uh, I, it's not not ideal if you're buying a sixty cent candy bar. No,
1: that certainly isn't. But this is where the argument comes in: is whether crypto like Bitcoin is actually something people want to spend, or if it is just strictly a store of value. I've always looked at it as something. I want to spend cuz we get the bitcoin in for the people that send us the donations via bitcoin and we appreciate those but what, what do I you? do is I take the amount that they're worth when they come in I add that to our ledger so you get your part I get mine now I just leave it in the bitcoin wallet so if it goes sure. up or down cuz
0: if bitcoin goes to a million you get to keep that and I'm I'm stuck at the old value I get it yeah right
1: and if it goes to zero <laughs> I lose it <laughs> and you still get your money
0: well the the original the original promise of Bitcoin was that it was going to be a currency. Right. And it, it has turned out that, uh, first of all, uh, I, I, what should not have surprised anybody who understands the concept of economies at scale, um, the having a single blockchain is straight up does not scale to the size of an economy. You, you cannot record every transaction. It doesn't work. Right. It just doesn't scale that way. Uh, however, it has turned out to be a pretty decent store of value because enough people care about it. So maybe that's a change. I don't know if they want to be a currency. I haven't seen any other altcoins step up and and start to look like they want to be real currency. So at this point, I feel like we're stuck with fiat currency anyway, which is funny because Physical currency, uh, there is a very strong push now fueled by this fear of a virus that we should get rid of all physical currency. Well, if it's all digital anyway, why the hell do I care about dollars? Yeah.
1: Well, this is the push. That's what Adam Curry on No Agenda said. This was a big push towards people accepting digital currency, and that may be a part of it. But I do see that there could be a use for it. And I haven't had the opportunity to try this out and see what the limitations are. But now if this is a case of th- that somebody would be able to send us Bitcoin directly to a PayPal address, I could see where this would be helpful to podcasters who don't want to go get another account somewhere, set up the you know crypto stuff. I don't know exactly how all that's going to work, but this does seem to be a case of where, like, say you did want to just use this to buy your coffee at your local Dunkin Donuts. You'd be able to do that because what PayPal is going to do is they're going to take the money out of your Bitcoin stash and they're going to convert it immediately to fiat. So Dunkin Donuts can take that three bucks or whatever it is. And you're on your way. And that to me seems to be pushing it towards the concept of it being a currency. But I don't know if that's what people want or not. And that's, I guess, the big question. People want
0: convenience. And that sounds terribly convenient. I, I can't argue with the idea on its face the place where i always like to argue with these is the implementation because uh you know a company the size of paypal you know that they're going to be adding fees and uh, a middleman in any transaction as i i may have already ranted about in this very show a couple minutes ago every time you put a middleman into a transaction you reduce the efficiency of the transaction uh the question is what kind of drain are they putting on this transaction and is it worth it if if i buy a cup of coffee and the convenience of being able to just you know wave my hand and use whatever paypal system they have is doubles the price then i don't think i need that convenience right but if if it's you know 1% then that might be okay you know uh credit cards today charge 5% and it's very convenient to use that for online transactions but at the same time that feels a little steep to me. So if I can pay cash, I will
1: now PayPal after this announcement, Bitcoin went up 10%, which people think it's going to start crashing again. Cause they think this went up too quickly, but a 10% jump is, is pretty damn big. I mean, if you know what you're doing in this stuff, well, you can really a 10% make some cash. jump
0: is pretty big in most established economies. 10% jump. I thought was like the average Tuesday for Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, kind of. And then it can go down. It, 10%. it has settled
0: down some more, but I, it was only a couple of years ago that it was going, you know, up and down 25% hourly.
1: And I just want to add a very Bemrose fuck you to businessinsider.com because I, go with
0: that. I went lay it for lay it down for me. They, they have an article with me we will, with a Bem
1: rant. We will include this in the link in the show notes that one of the things was about the technical indicator about Bitcoin. So I went and I went to this article on Business Insider. And then I clicked the button to go back to my search page on DuckDuckGo and it didn't go back and I clicked the button again. It didn't go back. So I went and looked, you know, you can see, you know, it'll show you like the last 10 or 15 sites you can go back to if you click the button. Oh, my on. God. All of them hey. were the Business Insider article. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you in this link, fucking whatever you call that this now.
0: Sounds more like a bug than an intentional behavior, but at the same time. Uh, would it surprise you to learn that I've never had that problem with Business Insider?
1: Is it because you don't have JavaScript enabled? Because
0: their page loads just fine without <laughs> JavaScript. And it shows me the article. You know, it's interesting. because Why I went- the hell would you run third party code when you don't need it? It does nothing. It provides you nothing. And it gets in the way. Because it's beautiful.
1: I took that link. I went to a brand. I took uh, Brave, closed it down, brought Brave back up. N- no, not following any links. Went to it. And uh, scroll down the page and all of a sudden, boom, yeah, everything there was like 15 pages propagated that I could go back to, even though there was technically (laughs) no page to go back to because I started just at the link. So uh,
0: I wouldn't be super surprised if some asshole front end designer decided that that was a way to make sure to make your pages more sticky. Right. But my intuition is that sounds like a bug. Could be.
1: Either way, get your shit together, business insider. (laughs) No kidding. Like, there is nothing more annoying than that when you're especially when you're doing research. This is
0: is why every company needs to only hire full stack devs with at least 15 years experience in all the current JavaScript frameworks. But how do people get experience if they can't get hired? Well, you just don't understand how tech hiring works. (laughs) (laughs) I think I do.
1: It's not good. (laughs) Ask Sir Spencer. He's taken that stack overflow class. He can, he yeah. can let us know how the schooling I used to is submit working to
0: stack overflow until they got really woke, but I'm not going to rant about them today. No,
1: you have oh. so much other stuff to rant about.
0: I have so much other stuff to rant about. For example, my last story on, on schools actually has nothing to do with anything a specific school did. It has to do with, uh, uh a page from, uh, a, an instructional book. And I, I don't know what this is. Cause again, it's one of those things that came across no agenda social and i was not able to find a specific source um it's from a worksheet called uh the bill of rights in today's world by ts denison instructional fair um, and this is this is a printed out thing it looks like the kind of thing that they that comes out in uh uh you know direct to teachers i could not find much i found uh TS Denison Instructional Fair definitely seems to be a legitimate provider of of uh, school materials but um this page just I I I have to read some of it from you um so I I can't say for certain because I can't find uh, another source that this has legitimately been shown to school children but I believe it the publisher is a real publisher um So the title of the page is the second amendment today and the text, the second amendment today is surrounded by controversy. This controversy is centered mainly on the two words, militia and people. The group that supports gun control does not want the word people to have any meanings in the amendment. The gun rights group would not like the word militia to mean anything. The interpretation of this amendment takes on different meanings when these two groups define these two words. Okay. So OK, doesn't say much, but you can tell it's going to be biased. Well, so yeah. second one, uh, the best way to look at the true meaning of the Second Amendment is to look at what the courts have said about it. No! Generally, no! generally constitution. <laughs> I knew I knew I'd get you on this one. <laughs> that is not the way- right. The best way to understand what a law means is Remember, how it's this is interpreted. a worksheet being handed to your kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> The best way to look at the true meaning of the second amendment is to look at what the courts have said about it. Generally, the constitution is considered to be a living document, which means that the interpretation changes to meet the needs of the times. The judges and courts of each generation provide the interpretation of the document. Living document is, uh, I, I hate using this term, but I'm going to use it because it pissed me off that much. Living document is a dog whistle that says, I don't like what the Constitution says, and therefore I'm going to try to redefine it using some interpretation so that it means what I want it to mean. Right. And this That's, is
1: what's going on today. That's why you can't vote for Harris and Biden because they've pretty much already admitted they're going to stack the court and then they're going to reimagine the First and Second Amendments to get started. Yeah.
0: And I've, 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 I know I've made this point before, but, um, you can go ahead and you can even decide that you don't want to follow the constitution. You can decide that you hate the constitution, but, and, and you can certainly be of the political opinion that the constitution needs to be thrown out. However, when you take the oath of office, the oath you are swearing is to uphold that document. Therefore, by not following it, you are not just giving into your ideology. You are not just, being an activist for your position. You are literally an oathbreaker. There was a time in the world when that used to mean something. Anyways, it goes on. There's another paragraph. You're gonna love this one. Ooh, hit me with that paragraph. The courts have consistently determined that the Second Amendment does not ensure each individual the right to bear arms. Instead, the amendment provides the right for the states to arm a militia such as the National Guard. The courts have never found a law regulating the private ownership of weapons unconstitutional. The courts have also said that the Second Amendment is not incorporated against the states. This means that the rights of this amendment are not extended to individual citizens of the states, so a person has no right to complain about a Second Amendment violation by state laws. According to the courts, the Second Amendment only provides the right of a state to keep an armed National Guard. I would like to introduce you to McDonald versus Chicago 2010, a 76-year-old retired engineer, wanted to buy a handgun chicago required registration but never gave them out for handguns they sued chicago and the supreme court reaffirmed that the 14th amendment extends all of the bill of rights including specifically the second amendment to apply to cities and states you fucking retard you're wrong there also dc versus heller 2008 the supreme court uh Daniel Heller was a D.C. cop might, might not be Daniel, but his name was Heller, uh, who carried a gun in federal office buildings. But because it's D.C., he couldn't carry one in his home because D.C. firearms laws banned handguns and required rifles and shotguns to be kept unloaded. Yada, yada. Um, the decision in D.C. versus Heller was that the Supreme Court reaffirmed the Second Amendment applies to individuals and not militias. That is also a well-known Supreme Court case. This paragraph is wrong on both counts. This is what's being taught to your kids. Of course, it's all lies. And
1: that's why these idiot kids who don't know any better march in the street for lies. I mean, I really did think the one thing Trump really did well yesterday was when the moderator said, well, you've called uh, Black Lives Matter a dangerous or whatever he called them. And he's like, well, the first time I saw Black Lives Matter, they were marching down the street saying pigs in a bacon, fry them up in the pan. And these these, like they were talking about cops. So right there, that sounds like a terrorist organization to me.
0: And I'm going to go ahead and drop the link to this image, which is the source that I just read from, because uh, the real awesomeness of the image is uh, it, it is a worksheet out of the book. And the way that it was filled in, I think, was genius. Did you fill it in? I mean, were you coloring? It wasn't me, (laughs) Um, but the, uh, it's a worksheet. So uh, underneath those paragraphs is reviewing the facts and it's, so it tries to review what you just read in those three paragraphs. And the first question is the disagreement over the meaning of the second amendment centers on the two words, blank and blank. Um, And obviously from the text above, they want it to be militia and uh, people. But uh, the it was filled in with the word the, the disagreement over the meaning of the Second Amendment centers on the two words not and infringed. <laughs> Fuck yes, um, amen, <laughs> amen. I mean, uh, number two, the Constitution is considered to be a living document, which means blank, and it's uh, the, it's filled in. I'll fucking kill you if you come <laughs> for my guns. <laughs> oh, are you sure you didn't fill this in? <laughs> I'm uh, there. There's a reason I brought it. <laughs> Um, number three, the amendment provides the right of the states to arm a militia such as and blank, all able bodied males aged 17 to 45. <laughs> OK. Um, and then four, the courts have ruled that the Second Amendment is not blank against the states, which means that the rights of this amendment are not extended to the citizens of the state. By the way, that question uh, leading the witness much, but the blank filled in the courts have ruled that the Second Amendment is not blank to be infringed nice yes and then the final is thinking about the story uh this amendment is a center of a disagreement between gun control groups and gun rights groups should individuals in the united states have their right to own guns protected by the constitution write a brief paper explaining your views in this argument and the response a brief paper explaining your views get fucked
1: commie <laughs> <laughs> see now i see why cold acid in the troll room said It could have been Larry from that Larry show that filled out that uh, particular. uh,
0: (laughs) It could have have been so
1: many of us. (laughs) Yeah, we need to get Larry back on to talk about some of this stuff. Now, with the election coming up so, so close now to, uh, you know, this is the interesting stuff. Just seeing how not knowing history has changed things, not being told the truth about so many things about our children, you know, now being told, well, George Washington was a bad racist slave owner. I mean. the, the concept Biden yesterday saying we were friendly with Hitler before World War Two. It's like, no, I mean, there's just so oh. much disinformation out there. They want to let you think that Trump is the guy that's the compulsive liar. But the the history books that were around more than 10 or 20 years ago tell a different story. And when it comes down to the Second Amendment, when the United States was formed, They had to go to war to do so with these. Isn't it sad? There was one of these like man on the street things at a college asking kids who we went to war to with uh, rather when the United States became the United States. And a lot of them didn't know it was the UK. And it's like, you know, or Britain, whatever it was called at the time. (laughs) A lot of them did not know that. And that's scary.
0: I don't think it was the UK or Great Britain. I think at the time it was England.
1: England, yes, the the proper oh. word at the time. The the concept though was the people that went to war they weren't provided with weapons by a local militia. They just had them. They owned them already. I mean, do you not that, understand? That was
0: that was what a militia was. A militia was a bunch of citizens getting together and bringing their home weapons. Yeah.
1: And the the concept, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. Somehow
0: your kids are now being taught that that actually means the National Guard. Yeah. It's like it makes no sense. The founders,
1: when they went to war, at the time this document was written, the weapons that the citizens had were pretty much the weapons the military had. I mean, they didn't have B-2 bombers. They didn't have, uh, you know, these machine guns or anything at that point.
0: The war would have been a whole lot shorter if the citizens had that.
1: Yes, it would. But let's think about that they were the same exact weapons that the government had and they wanted the citizens to have the weapons to keep the government in control people wanna make the argument that oh washington well maybe this is why the new thing is to to make all these guys out to be total asshats but the founders i believe washington jefferson lincoln all these guys they wanna make the argument on the left that well they could have never imagined a submachine gun no i think those guys would want me totally to have the could. same weapon that the government has
0: yeah i i no, i don't think that they i don't think they knew specifically what the next technology was but i think that they they were judging by the way that they wrote it they absolutely expected more technology to come along and we're writing this shit to say and that stuff should never be denied the people right so we
1: how, how does grumpy old ben's get to be what's it a b-15 bomber or b2 what one of those we need like one of them bombers
0: um we're going to definitely have to up the donations from our experts because those <laughs> things cost millions of dollars yeah and then there's there's fuel and all that uh, yeah so i mean hey Grumpy and O'Benz then we need com. a place to park it
1: well, you, well there, you have a lot of space there boeing is not going to be needing all that airspace <laughs> <It's just, laughs> that, that strip I, space I
0: actually They probably got a lot of extra open hangar space over at Paynefield right now.
1: I'd love to see you just walk over there and be like, you know, I've got a uh, I've got a B2 coming. Uh, You guys have a room to park this for me. That'd be cool. I
0: and they would. And uh, for, you know, the low cost of a couple thousand dollars a month, I could probably get rent some hangar space.
1: Yeah. And I did want to ask, I mean, without doxing you too much, but your wife posted on Facebook that it sounded like you heard gunshots. That that
0: was a mistake right there. What? (laughs) that?
1: There were gunshots in your neighborhood close by and uh Uh, police
0: presence yes that that did happen is everything okay
1: Um, i mean the neighbor's okay was there a was a domestic issue what was going on
0: there there was in fact a domestic issue i don't have many details but i do know that it was uh probably only a good 30 or 40 yards away it was up the hill there are a lot of trees in the way so nobody could see us but trees uh and tree leaves do a poor job of blocking bullets
1: <laughs> yeah i would you'd want <laughs> to get tree out of the trunks way trunks
0: are pretty decent at it but there aren't nearly as many of those as i'd have been comfortable with yeah that's um,
1: crazy stuff so it's, you're almost just so, like living in shy
0: so um yeah i went up went up uh walked up the road a ways to get to the upper road and it was blocked up by cop cars and i was talking to one of my neighbors who i have a good relationship with going hey what what's going on and they said well the the cop was standing there and they're saying there's a domestic disturbance and that, uh, the guy is currently barricaded in his house with a shotgun and that we should stay in indoors because, uh, they're not sure what's going to happen. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: But should you be wearing a mask?
0: I I wasn't wearing a mask when I asked, by the way. (laughs) Um, and then there was another cop with, uh, who was like standing there super serious with his weapon out. And, uh, I mean, you're you're talking about German shepherd, like, an actual shepherd the size of a small bear standing (laughs) next to him on a leash and just like standing there looking like he was uh you know protecting an ammo depot on this guy's porch and i waved at him and he waved back but that was all the interaction i had with a cop and
1: uh wait you had an interaction with a cop and he didn't like throw you to the ground and put his like knee on your neck and call you a big fat fatty i was
0: far enough away he would have had to shoot me (laughs) well he's probably and i think he would have had to train his weapon away from the Dude with a shotgun behind him. Okay, so I, I I support what the the decision this cop made, which was not to shoot the guy on the street waving at him, and instead pay attention <laughs> to the guy inside the house with the shotgun.
1: You see, they're trained; they know what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it's almost the
0: like they they've got common sense on their side. Yeah, every now and then. So, um, the ending of that story is about a half hour later. We heard uh probably four or five loud shotgun blasts and a couple that sounded like nine millimeter. I don't know how that ended.
1: Ouch. Yeah. Um okay. So I mean you have more gang cred now than I mean I say I'm outside of Chirac, but I've never heard bullets in the neighborhood here. So. Well, I'm
0: not in Seattle, but I'm <laughs> in the middle of a city of a hundred thousand people. Uh and we are the, the city is desperately trying to become Seattle as quickly as they can.
1: I mean, you didn't go out like with your like nine millimeter or your shotguns and ask the cops if they needed a little help in case this guy walked out of the door and you just needed to.
0: Oh, that's a big negative. (laughs) You needed to go all good fellas. I didn't go out armed at all. (laughs) And they say you can't
1: learn. They say you can't teach an old (laughs) Bemrose new tricks.
0: Now, if somebody was pointing a gun at my property, the shotguns would have come out. But that wasn't happening that I knew of and it's it's nice to be screened by a bunch of leaves and trees and stuff. Yeah, I, that is true. I'm I'm just thinking there I, there was a point when I was sitting there going uh you know cuz my my where I'm sitting right now, my den, uh the window next to me actually faces that direction. Oh. And as I was sitting here scrolling through no agenda social and trolling for stories, I remember thinking, "Should I just go to the laptop and go to the other end of the house?" <laughs>
1: I mean, this would be the, the worst ending ever of a grumpy old Benz If we just hear a shot g- glass and then thud. are you
0: kidding me? A <laughs> podcaster getting shot live on stream. Wait, I mean, can you imagine the support? I mean, the show would end if one of us died, but I mean, it'd be the best show ever. But you're right. See, now, if if Think you the upside,
1: if you were just injured, that would be a lot of support for for Ryan. And I mean, really, if you if you bit the farm there, if you bought the farm, yeah, uh, you went to the deep six i mean i could carry on with just the the ryan bemrose memorial shows think of how much money i could raise your wife and i would be rich just
0: saying i and 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 while i support that i'd like to continue living <laughs> um so might have to just kind of let's let's table that discussion for a little while
1: you're adding bulletproof glass to the windows rather than uh you're like I'm not really worried about the uh, what is the RF the whatever the factor of the windows and how much like heat they dissipate. You're like I'm just are they bulletproof?
0: I, I I'm just saying with bullet holes in them they dissipate a lot more heat. Oh, that's true. It, you get a nice breeze. Uh, you get a nice. Let's see. Um, got any election
1: stories? Yes, the government's been hacked. You don't say. No. Well, I mean, this is the one I've had this one story. On the docket for a while which uh, was actually
0: hold hold on uh, before you go into that yeah um i need to stop the show right now
1: breaking news yes
0: no not breaking news i just need to get up and go to the bathroom and you have already demonstrated to me on the last <laughs> two shows that you will not let the show continue or continue talking well i go off to the bathroom so i have no choice but to put a halt to everything right now and i need you to like put on a song or or play, or maybe or, just read the fucking story without trying to throw it to me and then making fun of me for having to pee.
1: Or I could read the experts. <laughs> I mean, so, go ahead. You're on the clock uh, right now. It's okay. See, we need a better system. There's no question when you do in a podcast, you need a system if somebody on the other end needs to get up and walk away briefly. I don't know. I've never asked Adam. Okay. That is now the one question. If I get Adam Curry or John C. Dvorak on a podcast, The first question I want to know is, are there pee breaks hidden in No Agenda? I think there are. I think there are certain clips that are pre-marked. They're long enough because you don't need that long, especially if the bathroom is close to the podcast studio. You only need like 60 or 90 seconds. I mean, it depends if you're drinking way too much coffee, maybe a little bit more. But two minutes, you could definitely. Do your business and get back. And for some of these clips, when you know, oh, it's a long one, Adam will make that comment every now and then. Well, it's it's a long one, but it's worth it. I'm thinking the button is pressed to play the clip, and then they both run to the bathroom and then get right back before the clip's over. They've both had this clip pre listened to, so it's like nothing happened. Because there's no other way to explain how no agenda does the three sometimes four hour shows and it's not like the rogan show when adam curry was on and, and joe's like hey you want to go pee mean, <laughs> hey, there's that you can build that into the show too but that doesn't happen on no agenda and they're it both does. older guys well that they're we were just talking about that what, what is the hidden pee break that is the one question if i get adam or john on a show i want to know are there hidden pee breaks in the live no agendas
0: john has been caught getting up and leaving during the clips uh if if you pay attention john usually has at least one clip that is at least that is about two minutes long
1: right that's all you need
0: and i i i honestly because john's already heard the clips that he brings so that that seems like a pretty good idea is like uh go ahead and play my pee break clip and it's two minutes and 12 seconds. And then he times <laughs> it and gets up and goes. I think he does that because John has been caught walking away from the microphone during the show plenty of times.
1: I mean, Harry Adam, Hamster,
0: I actually think Adam Ironman that shit.
1: He may, he, he's, he's a true professional. No question about it. Harry Hamster says maybe just a juice bottle. And that is something to us. Now, maybe this is our exit strategy. There has to uh, be a product for podcasters. Why don't you have a product that you could just go during the show, just a nice little, you know, it's just basically a urinal, but it's got to be something. I mean, it has to say like pod pee on the side because or something before
0: before I sacrifice my dignity in such a way. Wait, you still I will sacrifice some? the quality of the show. No, no. Or, or here's a crazy idea. We could talk for less time.
1: Oh, cold acid says we call it the potty p o d d y. <laughs> yes, I want this product now. <laughs> OK, okay I u- like it. It's with marketing u- like that. Yes, it's a urinal for podcasters called the potty. That is genius. I like that. Now, he's going to steal it. And Rare Encounter is going to get these things to market. RareEncounter.net if you want to hear about.
0: Uh, that's fine. I'm, I'd be fine with just a, just a royalty payment. Yeah,
1: that's fine. In perpetuity, just keep sending us money, cold acid. We appreciate it. But OK, the story that I've had sitting around for a few weeks, because we talked about the census and the census is finally over, as far as I understand. And some people, you know, didn't fill it out. I I, I was the dumb one. That the minute the guy came to the door and started hassling, I am like, "Fuck, I'll fill it out." Oh, see, that's the beauty of not op- not opening the door. You never open the door. You never admit your home.
0: It might not even be was it. an amazing cover for that too, because this guy shows up, and of course, he's all masked and everything, and I am staring down at him from the upper window. You know, like like that Karen in the window who like opens the blinds just a little bit, peeks through. Yes. Nope, not gonna interact.
1: <laughs> You've got your uh, crossbow at the ready, just in case. Boiling oil. Wow. I mean, just shooting him with an arrow wouldn't be enough.
0: Scalding oil, man. But I wouldn't be wouldn't be as entertaining. The uh, dude just limping around bleeding. Not <laughs> nearly as awesome as somebody who like. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, do, uh, do not I might be a horrible person.
1: Yeah, do not try to break into uh, Casa de Bemrose. But the Department of Homeland Security said uh unknown hackers targeted the U.S. Census Bureau network. I mean, I don't think that should be a surprise to anyone. I mean, it wasn't even necessarily a story about the hack working or what information they got away with. It was just, you know, hackers are targeting the Census Bureau. It's like, well, of course they are.
0: Data. Of course They are. I mean, 10 Hello, years ago, is it connected to the Internet? Then hackers are targeting it.
1: Yes. And they're targeting it each and every day like they're targeting every website each and every day, which is why when you have a uh, content management site, whether it's uh, Drupal, whether it's Joomla, whether it's WordPress. At any time, those sites are being pinged. And if you don't update the software, it will be hacked. It's not like somebody even has to know your sites there. It's all automated. Yeah.
0: I I also just absolutely love when somebody says they have evidence of hacking because somebody was doing something called port scanning. Right. Right. Like that, that's not not actually hacking.
1: No, <laughs> that's knocking. That's uh, that's knocking to see who's home. And then the hacking would begin. I mean, that's, it's uh, that's
0: not breaking and entering. That's just trying the lock to see if you bothered to lock it.
1: Right. And if you didn't, then it's really not breaking. It's just entering. Just entering. That's <laughs> right. Uh, there was a story and we'll have these links all up in the show notes. Russian state hackers stole data from U.S. government networks. Again, not really a surprise. The most recent one is the one I wanted to talk about, which was the U.S. government says. Iran is behind fake Proud Boys voter intimidation emails. Of course, we have to what? go into the election, and we have to have and, and fake emails. And I don't know who buys this stuff. As far as who believes when you get these fake emails, I mean, have we not learned yet? Does, that, does anybody still believe that there's a prince from uh, you know Kenya or wherever they're, <laughs> they come from? Like, oh, if you could just send me your money, would anybody really? believe when they got this email now the email the interesting thing is it does appear they have democratic voter information which would go right back to the yeah. other stories that maybe they have been targeted and uh and maybe that uh they have although i know this kind of political stuff is pretty widely available if you're doing any of this stuff but the emails had the subject vote for trump or else, which I think is a great, a great uh, headline <laughs> just to start out with. I mean, this seems like totally uh, legit. Is,
0: is Aren't they stealing Biden's campaign slogan there? I think it is.
1: I think that's exactly what Biden's I, going I, for. I've heard
0: plenty of times vote. If, if Biden doesn't win, then then the Democrats will burn their cities down or something, which yes. I don't quite understand how this is different from what's already happening. But it does seem to be what's happening. But the email
1: goes on. We are in possession of all of your information, email, all of it, address.
0: I'm not even in possession of that. Can I have it back? Everything. Just Give me a copy. I'd love to get some of that. Yes. They claim to have all that email address, telephone, everything.
1: You are currently registered as a Democrat, and we know this because we have gained into the entire voting. Because we have gained yeah. see this is also how you can that, tell that'd be
0: that'd be a hell of a trick by the way since Washington doesn't record uh it doesn't register people by party well yes and that doesn't make sense because people don't know that
1: but it, you also <laughs> know when they don't use English cor- correctly that you're probably going from an, another uh, you know don't want to sound xenophobic but it's probably yeah. not an English speaker and you think these are Iranians and that's what they believe it says we know this because we have gained into the entire voting infrastructure so yeah gained I mean, into yeah they've gained into the entire voting infrastructure. You will vote. You, you will for Trump on election day. It doesn't say vote. Just you will for Trump on election day, or we no, it will means, come after it means you, you need to
0: write your will
1: and put Trump yes. in. It. You will. Yes, you will for Trump. Yeah. I mean, that's he, he needs money. So, I mean, if you yeah. could write your, will. Yeah,
0: I, I, I keep hearing on the mainstream that he's broke. I know.
1: I don't, he doesn't appear to be broke, but, uh, um, it says change your party affiliation to Republican to let us know you received our message and we'll comply. <laughs> we will know which candidate you voted. I would take so, this seriously if I were you. That's how the email ends.
0: Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pull some notes from, from my, I don't want to talk about this because I need to bring it in. Um, There was a, a big to do in a lot of places in hacking circles where apparently uh, some people in poll on 4chan uh, realized that the uh, the States of Oregon and Washington have uh, poorly coded websites where if you know somebody's name and date of birth, you can pull up uh, a large amount of publicly available information, uh, um, including, um, you know, in Oregon, they do provide a party affiliation um you can get somebody's uh you know registered address phone number uh n- none of this is secret information it's all publicly available but um the the website was kind of poorly coded and a lot of people were commenting on oh my gosh if you know somebody's name and date of birth which actually isn't that hard to you know i'm a pretty private person and i would not be surprised if careful listeners to this show would be able to figure out my name and date of birth uh but You can go on the website and pull that up. And on the website, there are a couple of things on the Oregon website. There is um, a thing that says, you know, click here to begin filling out your ballot, which only works for uh, overseas people uh, disabled. You have to actually have been registered that way. But it it looks like, you know, oh, my gosh, I can I can change somebody's vote on the website. Um, And then the Washington site has a button that says click here. To have a new ballot issued and then has a note on it that says this will invalidate any previous ballot. Um, so I went in and dug in on this one because it sounded really juicy and it turns out that uh, at least in Washington, um, yeah, it issues another ballot, but uh, interesting, the moment that you submit one ballot, all other ballots are invalidated. And, um, The ballots take uh, the way that the uh, Postal Service has been going. The ballots take about a week and a half to get there anyway. And it doesn't just issuing a ballot doesn't invalidate ballots that are pending. It's really a matter of uh, whatever the first ballot they receive. That is your ballot with your valid signature on it is the one that's going to count. So the the hackers on 4chan managed to find a site that makes it easy to get publicly accessible data. And I will fault them for, uh, frankly, uh, making it much easier to dox people, but it doesn't look like any votes are being compromised. Uh, at least no more than, than you're being compromised by voting in a left coast state already. And it doesn't look like, uh, you know, nothing there, there was certainly talk in, in the thread and even on no agenda social about how, uh, oh well somebody can just put together a, a bot or a script and have it go through everybody from you know because there there are leaked databases of of people and or just databases that have been purchased it, it's database the, everybody who has been receiving text messages over and over again saying you know we're from the Republican party and we want you to vote Trump or we're from the Democrat party and we want you to throw your vote away whatever it is that they're telling you um those they're getting it from database. The databases are out there, and people are talking about, oh, well, we'll just use these databases and run a script. Um, first of all, if you do think about doing that, just realize that, uh, at least for the state of Washington, it is a $375,000 fine if you are caught tampering with a vote. I don't recommend it. Uh, but even that aside, it looks like, um, the worst you can possibly do is. If you do it early enough, you might be able to get another ballot to arrive. But if they've already filled it out and turned it in, that ballot does nothing. And even then, the button only sends another ballot to their address. So it's kind of a non-story, but it was uh, it was one of those things that was, you know, hashtag big if true.
1: Right. Well, it seeds maybe like fear that maybe the vote didn't go through, even though it did. Uh, I don't know if this is a serious question or not, but Sir Omaha asks, "Who's four chan?" So, I mean, I guess for those who are are unaware of the four chan, eight that, channel, that is that, a
0: great question and proves that Sir Omaha is a well adjusted individual. Yes, well, nobody's ever said that, but I mean, okay.
1: Now, when it comes to this, who's hey, an expert? He is we an expert. He's good. He is always. He's always been an expert, and he always will be. Uh, John Radcliffe warned that Iran and Russia have gained access to voter information. And that Iran is using the information to send out these threatening emails. This comes from a bleepingcomputer.com story. Quote We would like to alert the public that we have identified that two foreign actors, Iran and Russia, have taken specific actions to influence public opinion relating to our elections. First, we have confirmed that some voter registration information has been obtained by Iran and separately by Russia. This data can be used by foreign actors to attempt to communicate. False information to registered voters that they hope will cause confusion, so chaos, and undermine your confidence in American democracy. To that end, we've already seen Iran sending spoofed emails designed to intimidate voters, incite social unrest, and damage President Trump. This is DNI Radcliffe's quote. Now, how do they know this is coming from Russia or Iran? Again, somebody with just a very rudimentary knowledge Uh of the internet as I have, understand that you can do things through VPNs. And usually if you're actors that are doing nefarious things, things would be bounced through different parts Uh, of the world. Honestly,
0: most of the time that somebody says, you know, this came from Russia or this came from Iran, uh, it is because the IPs were assigned to you know the IP block that was in their web server logs. Right. So was assigned it be, to that country.
1: So it could be Hillary Clinton in her basement, bouncing it through Moscow. I'm, I'm sure it is
0: most of the time, honestly. <laughs> you
1: know, if she had those kind of tech chops, I might be like, OK, come on back. Try again. <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's really hard <laughs> to figure out who, who did what on the Internet. And also, I would argue it doesn't matter because you, you want to know another example of people trying to uh, affect the outcome of the election by spreading information. Everybody. Everybody on social media, everybody on Twitter, everybody who makes a political post on Facebook, everybody who posts to a political that's it's communication is an attempt to cause ideas to appear in somebody's brain. Uh, And and you know who's really, really guilty of trying to sway your vote? Every single political candidate out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They even uh,
0: pay money for it
1: not yoda who is definitely not yoda says uh probably fingerprinting techniques which would make more sense as we've talked about because ip address is just not enough i guess i can see that if there is something uh there are so many things they well, look if, at if
0: if they're doing actual uh you know in, in investigation if they're doing real uh forensics then then yeah you would probably start with some kind of fingerprinting or something in detail i'm not giving them that much credit. As to make any kind of sincere effort at finding out where it's really coming from, I'm saying that if the narrative is, you know, because news media always they can't just report facts. They have to tell a story and everybody knows that every story has to have a villain and the best villains are the other. And so the narrative the news media has to tell is somebody is hacking our election from outside the U.S., because that's that's what they need you to believe and so if the ip comes from outside of the u.s and you your confirmation bias goes into high gear and you're like i knew it why would you ever look deeper i don't think that they're checking anything but the ip confirmation bias and the one last
1: story just that says exactly where we are as a nation when it comes to this election stories that you never thought you would have to see this comes from cnet and I mean, the headline pretty much gives you the whole story. Voting by text or tweet isn't a thing. Don't be fooled. So, yeah, trolls and hackers have been using social media to post fake ads meant to confuse voters into missing out on Election Day. Are
0: are, are, are people honestly this stupid?
1: I believe so. I mean, I could see some people being that stupid where you see something you know, you see a post because it's on Facebook, and you know that must be true because they're blocking all the other bad stuff for Twitter. And they're blocking, and you just all you have to do is set up a text number and be like, "Hey, if you're in whatever state and you want to vote, just text it to f u c k y o u, and we'll count your vote. Just text us either Trump or Biden." Yeah,
0: I tell you what, why don't doesn't everybody text their vote to uh, Hog Story, the Hog Story number, and they will tally it up on the next show. And then we'll we'll know here is actually it'd be even better than a poll. Here is an accurate picture of how complete retards vote.
1: You're, you're really suggesting they do that. I mean, we have our own number, but I totally
0: want, think that everybody should text their own vote to the hog story number. And you could do that at four, three, oh, give them a whole, whole show full of content. I would listen to that show.
1: Yeah, they will take your text or your voicemails four three zero two zero one four eight four one and Unwind. we will listen for the results of who you're voting for,
0: who you're voting Hamster for wants to vote on my I don't know if that's possible <laughs> anymore. He was
1: talking about that the other day, too. I'm like, is MySpace still there?
0: And I'm, I didn't want to know
1: really when it came down. I, don't to know. It.
0: I, I found a live journal uh, site or a live journal page that I had made back in 2004. It was a did, little frightening.
1: Did it contain any information that would still be relevant today?
0: <laughs> um, It contained a lot of ranting. Uh, the, the most notable was a rant from, uh, the day after the election in 2004, when Bush defeated Kerry. And I had said, uh, something to the effect of, um, I don't think of myself as a sexist and I don't have any problem with the idea of a female president, but not that female. And I pointed to an article where Hillary Clinton was being tapped to run for president.
1: Hey, if you're tapping in Hillary 2004,
0: well, yeah, that's been
1: the, the, the dream. That's been the dream. I mean, I'm surprised it was her turn. <laughs> it never happened, but, uh, but it was her turn. It, it might, it might still, and, I mean, well, they're you know, planning
0: on knocking off Biden.
1: I mean, I, th- I mean, I thought for sure, Michelle Obama was going to get involved in this presidential race, but Hey, you never know. You never well, know. She There's-
0: has, she has important things to do like a podcast <laughs> that that is apparently. Apparently they cannot get enough they can't, they can't get enough traffic to fill the the sponsor numbers that Spotify promised apparently. Yeah, that's so what, something Adam's been going off on about uh on uh, the podcast 2.0. The is that Spotify cannot has has had to release a bunch of uh podcasts to other platforms because they can't fill the ad buys that they promised. Yes, they're, including the Michelle Obama one.
1: Kind of like with Joe Rogan, you know, they're a Spotify exclusive. At least that's what Rogan's going to. That is what the Michelle Obama one was. It was a Spotify exclusive. And this has been sitting in my notes, too, so I can finally get rid of this. The podfather quote exactly as it appeared on social media about this was looks like Procter and Gamble's Dawn and Tide brands are pissed at underperformance of their media by perhaps Spotify can't deliver the audience as expected. It's now available for free everywhere hashtag podcasting 2.0 and uh, i love it (laughs) you know that's the that's the problem with locking podcasts down into a walled garden where people have to pay and be like hey you're only going to get the michelle obama podcast if you're on spotify it's like by default you're making for a much smaller audience
0: and and for me just the idea of having to create a spotify account is too much friction for that sort of thing but even beyond that, the idea that you can't just log into a website and listen to it. You have to install an app. Like, nope. <laughs> Not gonna happen.
1: But you can install the grumpy old Ben's app. It'll be available anytime in your favorite Play Store. But we it, do it have
0: be available as soon as Sir Bemrose loses his scruples and decides to write an app.
1: You should. You should write the app. Give in. Give in to the dark side. We have warm cookies. I do like cookies. We do have some experts to thank for today's show. First and foremost, our buddy Boobery, who showed up post Grumpy Old Benz. Was that just Monday? Was that last Friday? He showed up. One of those called in. We had a nice conversation with them and he uh, sent in forty two thirty three. So there's some cryptic amount there. I mean, ends in thirty three. So we I'm, know we, we know I'm what that's about.
0: NLP'd already.
1: I like it. Yeah. The forty two. I mean, I'm thinking that's either Jackie Robinson. Or maybe he's a really big Ron Kittle fan, and he knows that Ron lives right down the street could be, from me.
0: Could be Douglas Adams. Could
1: be. could be uh, 42, the secret to life, the universe, and everything. You never know. 42, 33. We appreciate it, Blueberry.
0: Come on. You, you're you're losing geek cred here. It's I, the ultimate, the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything.
1: But then, but not with 33 after. I mean, that that changes <laughs> everything. That makes me wonder if the answer but, to life, the universe, and everything is actually been compromised. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thirty-three. I mean, when the thirty-three ends, it that forty-two becomes way more nefarious. But it, he doesn't.
0: There a description on on No Agenda recently about thirty-three meaning like uh, your plan is compromised. Get out or something like that.
1: I think so. So I mean, is he telling us we should get out? I mean, maybe. <laughs>
0: well, it, it would be one of the more cryptic ways that one of our experts have been telling us that for months.
1: Yeah, it's like you. You guys, you've you need you need to get out. You need to stop the podcast. I,
0: I mean, I mean. Everybody else just says you guys suck. Get out of
1: podcasting. And uh, you know he actually put, sent a little note, and he spelled boobery with Boo is like the first name, and Burry capitalized as after a space. And I'm like, I always thought it was just one long word, Boobury. I didn't know that his like first name. Should we call him Boo? Like, hey Boo. I mean, that seems <laughs> a little.
0: I I I prefer not to try to analyze the <laughs> source of of online pseudonyms. That way lies madness
1: there's a lot of madness out there uh he says boobery here thanks for letting me know how little i understand about the total totalitarian tech and authoritarian policies still well worth the listen sir bemrose i was able to install wget, but if you could lay out a brief description how (laughs) it does what it do that would be marvelous (laughs) so uh do you want to explain i was
0: asking asking in the troll room one day is uh uh, what software do you use to download all of your uh, all of your podcasts?
1: And you were glib and just like,
0: and I was glib. And I said, wget.
1: <laughs> and cold acid is saying curl is greater than wget, which you if, could also if, use
0: Wget is perfectly fine. If the only thing you want to do is turn uh, an, a file online into a file on your local drive. Yeah, it's one of the things that you taught if, me how to if do. You want to do any kind of scripting curl is definitely superior. Yeah,
1: the Wget. That's how you taught me. When if you're looking to grab a podcast from the internet and put it onto the No Agenda server, it's
0: Wget. I mean, even it's I know what that. I use. Yeah, it's what I use on the stream server. And Cold Acid can claim that I don't have any geek cred for that, but you know what? It fucking works. Yeah, and and, uh, and if you change your feed so that Wget doesn't work, your then
1: your podcast is out. Your podcast disappears from the no agenda stream he says after that you know after he asked you for the w get info and he could bother you more for that if he wants more information he says darren no, a better cleaner on air joke for you knock knock who's there ah ah who werewolves of london so i mean boobery's doing bad jokes even (laughs) in the donation notes and we appreciate it boobery um we'll have to get you back on verbally so you could tell some more bad jokes to uh and then we can. I is need that
0: really that. necessary? <laughs> no,
1: it's not. But he's an expert, so we want it. We're going to try to help him get better to improve his stand-up skills because he might be needing those. You never know. If we never get back to normal, he may just have to start doing stand-up from uh, you know his basement, something like that. Uh, coming in next on the list with double quarters, twenty-five, twenty-five. Sir Lee Mofo says thank you for your courage, and then there's an S like in the parentheses, like courage is so. I guess that's the is the duplicate when you when you thank multiple people for their courage, for their courages, maybe. And uh, I just wanted to point out, we thank you, Surly Mofo. I just wanted to point out not because I'm worried about the 1010, but he sent us 1010 back on 925 and it's still sitting in PayPal jail. So more so, I just want to make sure they didn't take the money away from him. Because it's showing is pending. I don't care. We don't need it. It's well, fine. That's
0: because you haven't Venmoed it into your Bitcoin account or it whatever be. it is. I want you to do now.
1: It may be. But this is kind of like the weirdness when things are kind of sitting in limbo. Uh, my mom noticed this with just even the normal bank account because she sent me a check for something and she just assumed I had gotten the check because it went, it was removed from her bank account. It's not like when you write a check yourself and it actually waits for the money to clear for them to take it out of your account i guess if you do this with their online bill pay where they send the check the minute they send the check out into the mail they take the money out of your account so even if the check is never deposited it's out of the account and this is some like fuckery that people need to be aware of because uh there, there could be some money like in limbo and moving around even though somebody never got the check so
0: so there's also the fact that every time that every all money that is sitting in an account for any amount of time is accruing interest. And when whenever a bank, whenever you take a deposit and they're like, we have to put a hold on that deposit for five days. They're getting five days worth of interest that they're not giving you at the end of that five days.
1: That's also true. Bastards. Who says banking's not for children? I don't know. But thank you. <laughs> uh, certainly. I, I, I heard mofo. somewhere
0: that hell is for children. It is.
1: Pat Benatar said so way back when and that shows we're both old was people are back like in the
0: day yes you
1: know, if, and if you are listening to the show right now and you're like who the hell's pat benatar fuck you and that's all then i'm then gonna you say need to
0: listen to the <laughs> no agenda pre-show yes with darren o'neill yeah the rock and the roll morning, pre-show where he plays good music and frank sinatra
1: we play all kinds of music we play country we play western we play rap we play m- you know, death metal, we play the baby metal that Phipps likes, you know, which is like Japanese girls doing death metal. We play all sorts of different things on the No Agenda rock and roll pre-show. I do recommend everybody check that out two hours before No Agenda starts on the No Agenda stream, com. Coming in next, Harry Hamster again. This is like his 88th, I think, uh, donation to us today, $4.22. And he says, stay grumpy like there was ever a question.
0: I I don't know how to do any different. Yeah. That's just the
1: way Ryan wakes up and I wake up really happy and then I start talking to Ryan and then I get grumpy and, and it all fix works that. Yeah, it works immediately. And also coming in on the list today, John Fletcher of Hog Story fame, who's on a Fletcher! monthly, yeah, monthly uh, subscription. I mean, he's the guy and I mean, I'm going to have to make sure I keep this in the uh, in the audio here when we go back. But he's the guy that grumpy old beds. That's John Fletcher. So I mean, never forget he is the greatest screamer in the history of Grumpy Old Benz. We are
0: and thank you, Fletcher, for our new intro, which I noticed that Darren stopped using, so I guess he hates it. But I I really enjoyed that one. You said it was was just the perfect length.
1: You said it was too long. I mean, he sent another short version (laughs) and I have to go edit it. Hopefully by next Friday, I'm not sure I'll get it done by Monday show, but by next Friday. We should have that. And I'll probably cycle through them just to keep things fresh. But we appreciate Fletcher. Make
0: make sure you never get used to any one form of torture. You always have to switch them up. Right. Isn't that marriage? I mean, that's kind of (laughs) I'm sorry. I I was thinking being questioned by the CIA, but there are significant (laughs) similarities.
1: Yes, there are. Yes, you're absolutely right. But I mean, we appreciate everybody for supporting grumpy old Ben's. We've been doing the show now for uh, what, like a year and a half or so. I mean, time flies when you're having fun, and we are relying upon your support. And you can do that at GrumpyOldBens dot com. You can click the little donate button that goes through PayPal. You can use the QR code for Bitcoin. You can use the snail mail for sending stuff. You know, via check, cash, whatever it is. And you can go to Patreon dot com slash GrumpyOldBens. If you're already in that ecosystem, it's another way just to give whatever you want monthly to help support the grumpiest podcast in the universe. And what else you got? Anything else? Anything we need to uh, get through
0: here before
1: we we enjoy a weekend?
0: I, I I still have a page and a half of notes that I am not going to bring to this show. Okay. I mean, I was going to say, I
1: have, I have notes too. I mean, we could go for another two hours. I mean, if you want to threaten the fans, <laughs> <and> the <laughs> listeners, you
0: really, the pros, we really want to torment our experts like that. I yes, think we the, ought to quit while we're behind the experts,
1: the producers, there is always something to talk about. And this is what I've, I've learned now. The way to do the notes for grumpy old Ben's is when I post the show. I go through and, of course, the links that I we actually talk about, we post. And if I post the link to the show notes, I take it out of my main notes. But there's been like stuff that just kind of sticks around that way. And it's not like you're starting with new notes every page. But every yeah. show, the notes kind of
0: accumulate. And we have learned this, though from i i i actually have a number of stories where i kind of make the decision i'm like nope never going to talk about that if, if it's been in my notes file for more than five episodes then i'm like okay i just leave it off and i i just commit it to github and if you're ever going to read about that story you need to go to my my github notes page and read it there because it, it's not going to happen yeah but we've learned this
1: from the best damn podcast in the universe the no agenda Show that you look at the show notes for their page for their shows and their shows are like three four hours long and there's like usually 80 percent of the links the stories were never talked about so
0: they do a lot of links it's a weird thing there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world the more
1: preparation you do who knew the better show you actually get at the end of it i'm just saying cold acid just saying you know fletcher just saying sir Mathieu uh, sir, seat sitter all you guys up your game come on up your game but with that said until next time i am darren o'neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle america just outside of Chirac. well you know i could be coming to you dead how would you really know
0: and in month seven on our global experiment in munchausen syndrome by proxy from america's left coast i'm ryan Bemrose.
1: that's hard to say without a front tooth
0: it is mm uh-huh.